over four and a half years, the revolutionary force in podcasting entertainment. Hello and welcome to the No Sell Podcast, your weekly home for all things wrestling, and we're at episode 200, baby! Oh, why'd you just hit me in the face with a pancake? Oh, boom! Sorry. God damn it. I, I, Where'd I, you pull that out of? It's moist. <laughs> What crevice? Uh, His butthole. God. It was chocolate chip filling. I hope. That wasn't chocolate chip. (laughs) It wasn't chocolate chip, cuz. Well, it's our episode 200. 200 with a lot of different hosts. Some people, some new, who knows. But... Let me do Should we put up graphics at the beginning? <laughs> yeah, a memoriam. <laughs> with uh, Tell Me a Lie. the voice of Mike Tanay. Yeah. <laughs> a memoriam with Tell Me a Lie in the background. And the voice of Mike Tanay for some reason popping up. <laughs> and waves crashing on the beach. And waves. Yeah. <laughs> but we have stuff to talk about this week here. We're going to be talking about the backlash of the greatest wrestling match ever. That we get to watch. Uh, Bruce Pritchard's in charge. Yeah. Uh, some COVID stuff that WWE is uh, just bad at what they do. Continuing to look terrible by the day. 2020, not good for WWE, but let's get into it. But first, let me introduce you to your no-so crew. First, first billing. You know this man is one thing and one thing only. He's a Brother, the Human Wrestling Database, Corey Mack. No truth to the rumors that as of July 18th, I am free to negotiate anywhere else. Uh, I have signed a long-term extension for a very lucrative amount with No Cell Entertainment. (laughs) I want to thank the Savior for uh, taking care of contract negotiations for me. Much appreciated, bro. Oh, he's still around? Oh, yeah, he's still in charge. Oh, I got I got a funny story to bring up about that. Let's okay. see if this switches everything around. Uh, the paperwork has been filed. <laughs> everything is done. I don't know, but let's find out. Good sign it. Yeah, God did he? Yeah, who who signed that? God damn it! <gasps> Woo! And let's not forget about that gravy janitor who has to clean up your spills. It's the no cell play girl. It's Devin Dolwig. It's oh. Devin Dolwig. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, I'm sorry. Little bitch. Okay. Or. I was going to just remind everybody of all of his names and oh, the dog part. Sorry, oh, I can't ahead. do it. Oh. Uh, the artist formerly known as D. Loose Cannon. Uh, artist formerly known as... Can, can we get one? I'll the, strain the testicle. Can we get one? Can we get one? Come what? on. Come on, bro. It's Come on. Too can, we, can we get one? The artist formerly oh, no, known on. as... I'm leaving him on, baby. The... Dog. Oh, there it is. God. There it is. Woo! This man has his own opinion about it. He's the no-sell living legend. It's Mike Booble. It's 50, coming out your stereo. Hard to tell, though, because I switched the flow. Eyes a little low, because I switched the dro. Pockets on swole, because I moved the O. I don't understand anything you just said. It's Curtis for you. I am the dashing one, the dong sheen, but I'm your host. The Joe dashing Lushel. one. The, the everyman. The dashing everyman. Wrestling. wrestling fan. The everyman. Man. Sling fan. That's what I wanted. The Tony Chimmel. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm your host, Joe Lessel. Episode 200. We're celebrating later on. Let's oh, get yeah. to some real stuff. We got we got we got issues to issues. deal with. We got issues. 
Issues. Issues, number one. Uh, last week, WWE came out and said, hey, I have a great idea to streamline all of our talent and our product. Let's get rid of Paul Heyman and let's have him focus on his in-ring character who shows up once every three months. I like his in-ring career. I'm expecting him to challenge Drew for the title at SummerSlam. But, How about it, huh? I'm in. But let's put Bruce Pritchard in charge. Well, I mean, really, if we break it down seriously, this just eliminates the last uh, obstacle for Vince because he doesn't like Heyman's aggressive ideas. He wants yes men, so mm-hmm. why not just put his number one all time yes man in charge of both shows, so that he just hears what he wants to hear, and sees what he wants to see, and that's what he's doing. Because he's freaking out, because ratings are free falling everywhere, and the XFL was a bust because of the pandemic. I bet you, I would love to hear Vince McMahon do a shoot promo on COVID nineteen. I am sure he fucking loathes. That disease. He probably <laughs> thinks it's fake. It he, probably. But it's cost him so much. Yeah. I would love to hear that. And I think that's funny. You know, of like, I get it. it lost, he has lost a lot of money. But you know who else has? Everyone in the goddamn world has, unless you're a fucking billionaire. And then you just make money. And then you make money out of it. Pretty much. But it's amazing how that works. You have NBA who got NBA season that got cut, but now starting, however, with the protests and riots and all this that's being a question mark right now but we assume that's going to happen MLB at this rate not going to happen WNBA is doing a 22 game season they're cutting 12 games off oh come on that's that's expendable they're doing 22 games I'm going to be that guy WNBA is expendable but they're getting fully paid that name means nothing to me but they're getting fully paid I believe like uh, PGA, they're returning. He's got a point. With no crowds until like three weeks from now, I think, in a month or two, they're gonna have crowds. In, in Texas, Texas will have fans uh, in on the PGA. Uh, but everybody's hurting. Everybody's hurting. And look at AEW. You know, hey, they, did they release anybody? Nope. They didn't follow anybody. Money. They're losing money. Yep. But WWE, hey, how can we make it look good? I got. It. We're four low. We're going to release 40 people. Hold on. Impact, who is not exactly... I mean, they're owned by Anthem, but Anthem is in, you know, <clears throat> Comcast. Yeah. yeah, it's not. Like, you know, it's not like they have limitless funds. Yeah. They not only haven't gotten rid of anybody, they've added people to their roster and continue to pay everybody in full the entire time for not doing shit. But, you know. But WWE, the portable company. But got to pull its resources together. I, I, it it surprises me because months ago they came out with, "Hey, Eric Bischoff's in charge of SmackDown, and Paul Heyman's part of Raw." Now we're six months later. That's a year. A year later. It was June last year. Jesus Christ, that felt like six months ago. A year later, Bischoff was fired within like two months, and then Heyman now a year. He was given two directives. Improve the ratings with women and young people. Hold on, that was the; those were the only two things they told Heyman to do because that's what was free falling on Raw. Yeah, and those, to his credit, those are the two things he did. Those ratings went up, um, but the overall rating is free falling, mostly due to COVID. But it was right. it was suffering before, and 
so Vince and Vince told him build the the new guys because that's what Paul likes to do. And Vince realized I need stars now, so he said, "Take your young guys." Heyman told him it'll take eighteen months to two years, which it does to really get a new guy mm-hmm. over to that level. And I mean, he got like seven months <laughs> because because all this money's been gone, and quite frankly, Vince is panicking. So the directive now is stall those pushes for the young people and let's build over the young guys we have, our old guys. Um, Orton's going to be champ before uh, at SummerSlam. If it's not Brock, it's going to be Orton. Expect, from his own words, expect Orton, Brock, Rollins, Mysterio. Those are the dudes now on Raw. Make no mistake about it. Everyone else can take a back seat because he's banking on those old guys to bring back people and make money. And so by stall that push, you mean that push is over for all those people then? Yes. Because that's never coming back. Drew may be able to survive. Maybe. Everyone else who's on the come up? No. You're fucked, they're bro. Fucked. They're fucked. You can say goodbye to that. And, back to main event. And find out when your contract ends. Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, it's like you have Pritchard in charge of SmackDown. But they're getting decent ratings because they're on Fox. They're on Fox. Yeah, they're, they're on, staying they're, above two million, but not by much. Not by much. They're two point two. Two point two a week, yeah. maybe a two point four. But they're is their Fox. High. That's different. Their highest they got was like a four point three, and that's because The Rock was on. So literally, that channel is on. If you have a television, you have Fox. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's it's yeah. it's on satellite. It's on cable. It's on antenna. It's on yeah, over the air. It's, it's on it's anything and everything. However, USA is only on. I mean, it's a, it's a big chunk, but it's yeah. not not as much as Fox's. So, and I and another thing that's come out, or people haven't talked about it much on social media, but it has got out there in the last couple of weeks, is that you know Vince kind of played Triple H too, and uh, NXT, it's it's bad too, and we finally figured out everybody had the wrong idea last November, when they put them on and gave them that little push, and you know it's a third brand now. Never a third brand. He just wanted to put it on Wednesdays to kill AEW's momentum, um, not to see it rise up. He sacrificed NXT in the future just to keep AEW at your seven to eight hundred thousand instead of a 1.3, 1.4. It could possibly, possibly get without competition. Yeah. Because it is like each week it's about 700 each. Yeah. Uh, what, all he did was he sacrificed NXT. Now look at it. it it's terrible, it's not good. He just takes talent whenever. There's no real replacements in charge now. It's lifeless. It's getting killed by AEW. I'm sure he probably didn't expect that part, but AEW's killed in He's not losing sleep over it. Oh no, he doesn't care less. Yeah. Um, and then he and also used it as a as a chance to prom- to demote Triple H and take away a lot of it. Basically, Vince is still winning. 2020 yeah. is taking a lot of billions away from him. But it's also helped him do all these moves to where he's still winning and getting exactly what he wants. And we're, as the fans who watch this shit, are going to pay the price. I love what Orton's doing. Mm-hmm. I don't really have a problem with him being in the main event right now if he's this, if this keyed in and this white hot. Yeah. yeah. But I do have a problem with just all those old guys continuing to fill all of the spots because... You know what? Brian Alvarez tweeted this last night, and I really starved and thought about it. He's like, man, I'm getting some serious... WCW 2000 vibes yeah. from WWE right now. With not in ring product, nope. but with decisions being made. And I was like, yeah, you know what, you know what it is? It's, it's 
keep pushing all the old guys at the expense of the dudes that you could be building up for your future. Keep making asinine business decisions that don't help you or your core product at all. Like taking all the money and throwing it to the XFL. And I mean, he, he said it wouldn't be a WWE-funded thing. They found out in court that he, that's not true. They, they had a huge stake in the company. Yeah, they had a huge stake. Um, yeah, no, this doesn't look good. It, it, and I, it's just funny because of the fact that Pritchard is now in charge. And I know Booble and Devin really don't watch the shows because there's no fans. I'm just, and I'm just, and for good. SmackDown, <laughs> it's it's the over-excessive entertainment that they try to do. The last week, uh, Miz and Morrison are pulling pranks on Braun, and if after the first prank, I went, oh, Braun's going to push the, lift a car over, and he does. Uh, You've got the Otis-Mandy shit, which has gotten over. That's the only thing that's over on my in my mind. But it's still like they're in the car. But what's the end game to that storyline? It's got to be like her screwing him over. That's her, the, uh, her screwing him over and him not cashing in. Yeah, and, but because, then, so like... So, that's got to be the. So end then game. you wasted an entire fucking pay per view for zero payoff for him. Yep, to not he make a star. He doesn't care at this point. He's not trying to make stars. Yeah, because he thinks Otis is funny. Otis is Chris Farley. Yeah. Uh, exactly so here, so I have this debate with my coworker, and it's funny. And like I tell him, and we've talked about this, that let's go add it to Eric because that's how he defends it. You have stars. You have Rock Austin. Triple H, Taker, Kane, Big Show, Mankind. Yeah, well, since you're doing, let's def- let's 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 bust a myth while we're at it here. Okay. Triple H was never a star in that. Too. He was not. I know. It was after. It was. No oh, I know. And even then, it's arguable. <laughs> if you look at the money, <laughs> the, you so, know, the- but you have names. You have yes. big names. Okay. And yes. current day wrestling on WWE, your big names are Charlotte, Randy Orton, and <laughs> there you go. That's Otis. it. Otis, no, 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 really, it's uh, but like names, who's that, the yeah, bronze not star, bronze not uh, star, Corbin, not. Corbin's not, Corbin's not, Roman's gone well, right Charlotte now. Charlotte is the only one pushed like a star. Yeah, uh, she's yeah. the only one protected. No one on SmackDown is pushed to the over, you know, the, the star. There's level. no star like old SmackDown with Eddie or Benoit or and Brock on or Raw. It's Charlotte, Batista, and Randy Orton, Batista, Guerrero. Look, I mean, Vince, Vince is in such panic mode that. With Edge hurt and can't finish the the trilogy, they're going to bring Christian in to have a match. Christian, you're down to bringing Christian back as a legend from the past. Now, I love Christian. Love him. Great worker. Not that big of a star. And not to mention... Somehow not a Hall of Famer yet. Yeah, right? I don't, whatever. And Vince has got to be panicking because he's been on record for years. He doesn't like Christian. He does not. He doesn't think Christian's worth a shit. They wrote a skit around it on their show because <laughs> yeah. they didn't like Christian. So if he's bringing back Christian I, to make a point, I ha- that's bad news. I know desperate. Yeah. I'll tell you desperate. Ready? <laughs> the man on our screen. That would be desperation if he tries to get CM Punk. At this rate, he uh, will. I would, <laughs> He will throw the fucking book at him. Here, I blank not, check. I would not... Uh, bet against the fact that there's maybe been already feelers. Oh, I think there already has. I think there was from day one. I think that's clear as day. I just think Punk holds a fucking grudge. I mean, the fact that Punk is doing backstage, I mean, not for, not frequently, but when he does it, like, that 
don't get it. That's the first foot in the door. Yeah. You know what I thought though, honestly, and I I don't know this to be true. This is not a rumor. This isn't a. The first thing I thought, being maybe I'm maybe pessimistic or mm-hmm. or, or whatever, but I was like, oh, does he need money? I don't think he does. I do. That was my first thought that. process. Yeah. Like, if he's doing anything with that logo involved, does he need money? Because I just couldn't believe he would do anything. So. <laughs> I actually never thought that he did. I actually thought, and he's talked about it since, um, his wife is becoming a fairly prominent writer, especially in Hollywood. They're eventually going to move to Los Angeles for her career specifically, and he's been dabbling in, like, B-rate, like, mm-hmm. like not in that, not in a... Like, a, the girl... Not the, in a derogatory way, but, like, you know, B-level horror movie. Yeah, it's what like he loves. Yeah, like, the woman on the third floor, and whatever hey, the movie. Nothing wrong with that. And he, loves, he loves that shit, yeah. so he's and all about that. And there's a that. living to be made. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. it's it's really, it's like LeBron James going to the Lakers. LeBron did it for basketball reasons. That's not why he went to the Lakers. No, he, right. He's setting up life after basketball. Mm-hmm. Punk is setting up his... his Next career, which is smart, which is absolutely smart. And more importantly, and he, I don't think he has love for in ring anymore. But he's a businessman. If he, if somebody throws him a high enough number, he'll get in that fucking ring. He doesn't give a fuck. If you, he's not stupid to turn down that amount of money. Exactly. So I think it's cool that he's willing to relocate because you know him in Chicago. So if he's willing to relocate mm-hmm. for a career, that's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. I've seen marriages bust up for way less than that. Yeah, I mean, so he's... like, that's cool, and I. I agree with you. I mean, if they throw... Plus, I could say, uh, having lived there, dude, those winters blow. Dude, Wind, living in a nice climate wind. like L.A. all year round, you know. Yeah. There's some perks to it. <laughs> I always hoped that he would be the one guy yeah. who just never, never came goes back. back. Yeah. But I agree with you. I mean, at some point, if they... If they back up I mean, two Brinks trucks... Well, it's kind of house, like how like, Sean uh, never wrestled again, right? Until they right? threw... A stupid amount of money at them. And he was millions. like, well, this is dumb. It's Why would I not take this money? Yeah. I, I think it'd be something like that. I, I mean, it would, that I, it would never be in Saudi Arabia ever in his life would he ever do it for any amount of money in no. Saudi Arabia. But it would be the Sean situation. To, to save WrestleMania next year when it's again not in the stadium. Yeah. Because uh, it probably won't be. At this oh, rate. But he, Vince thinks that they're going to have fans by the summer. Oh, yeah, they're already planning on house shows. They're, they're going so far as to try to book arenas as we speak. Gross. So we'll see. I won't be there. So yeah, Bruce uh, Wood. Uh, Pritchard in charge of both shows. Sonya? Uh, now, having said that, <laughs> I didn't think Raw was bad last night. No, I didn't either. I thought it was a pretty good concentrated but, show. As, did you, no, I was just saying, everyone said, like, Pritchard's first Raw. is It's, a, not, number, it's not his first Raw. It was he's, taped like two weeks ago. Yeah, plus he's been in charge uh, for like three weeks now. Like, you can tell. I thought about it, now, and it's true. You can tell when he actually took charge of Raw. Because things took a drastic turn with certain feuds, uh, with how seriously certain things were being treated. Uh, there's a sh- huge difference between the Viking Raiders Street Profits stuff the last three weeks than the first couple weeks. You there's mean a backlash? Hu- <laughs> no, there's a yeah, there's a huge difference. <laughs> good to in, that. In that story. More, it, made, it was more childish. It was now. more childish and more. Ha <laughs> ha! It's good shit, pal. Stay tuned for that later. Yeah, uh, like uh, the feud with. Uh, with Andrade and Angel Garza, that took, a, that took a huge left turn about three weeks ago, like everything else did. So you can see it's already kind of started. Um, and one thing I did find out that was weird is that one of the issues was that Paul Heyman wouldn't cooperate on the, what's that, brand invitation. Yeah. Like, he just refused to do it. Good. Uh, Good. And that's dumb. one of the things that finally, for instance, like, uh, we need everybody on that show. Uh, it's going to make a big difference. No, it won't. 
Uh, he's already talking about killing the brand split if it gets worse. I already saw that. Yep. Once again, we're back at it. With- like, do you really think King Corbin and Otis on Raw is going to make a fucking difference? No. no. It, uh, it It's like what we said here. WWE, Vince wants to push the logo, not yeah. superstars. People can get over, but only on their dime. Only on if they did it, not on their own, like people have guess what happens when you push the logo instead of individuals this mm-hmm. this is the best you're gonna get i uh i will say one thing i know we're not on the charlotte train right now <sighs> but did you see her little uh shoot thing she did on the talking raw no so people you know pal people call her entitled yeah and she she, she goes off about really? how how am i being entitled when I work these many years, uh, 365 days a year, while... You don't. No one does, Yeah. Well, she says, you know, but she goes off like that, and she goes, well, Sasha went home for a year, well, bitch true. and cried, came back, and she has a title. Nia Jackson went home for a year, bitch and cried, and she's in title shots. Yep. That's true. She's got a point there. She's not wrong with either one of those so, assertions. But what she's doing is what about is instead of just like she's like deflecting instead of being yeah. like she's not proving she's not entitled. Yeah, no, she's actually building the case against herself. She's just proving others are entitled as well. Bum, bum. Yeah. What about isms? Uh, and she's not wrong, but that still doesn't change the fact that she's entitled and and that you are pushed twice as much as those two combined. Yeah. Oh, and just wait until the negative, uh, and it's already started in some ways, but the negative push about Becky starts within the company. And what about her? She chose to go be a mother while I'm here yeah. fighting. It, I'm telling you, Vince is pissed about that. They don't, there's obvious, even people inside that company are smart enough to keep it under wraps, but it's already been leaked a little. <laughs> Seth wasn't. He is. He is <laughs> pissed. Seth is? No. <laughs> I can't. No, I know, I know, I know. very mad. Uh, those comments from Baszler on TV weren't that was him. necessarily all hers. It's kind of like how uh, The Miz is always Vince's sounding board. Yep. You could tell when the when Miz cuts a really vicious problem, like, oh, that's Vince. There's Vince. There he is. There he is. Hey, there's that guy. Um, so the year of 2020 is shit. Blows. It blows. There's nothing good about it. As uh, <laughs> WWE decided, hey, we're finally put fans, a la friends and family to superstars in the arena for their new tapings. However, uh, right after Raw or during <laughs> Raw, a NXT trainee. Tested positive for the COVID-19. Bum, bum. And so, and then reports are coming out. Hey, Dodie, do you test all your uh, wrestlers? Oh, every week. They've been taking their temperature. They've That's been taking it. their temperature. That's the extent. Uh, they have been testing them. And so now today. And unfortunately, they're not the only ones who think that is not a test, but like, because you have to have symptoms in order to qualify for a free test. Yeah. And that's one of the main ones is the, is the fever. They're Unless you're asymptomatic, you fucking they're, morons. They're a billion-dollar company. Pay for the goddamn test. So God you have that. Damn it. So they're so. It's, what is this asymptomatic? You speak. So they're supposed to uh, tape the next couple weeks worth today. <laughs> However, they're not. They're taking they're tomorrow. They're taking a day off so yeah. they can clean the arena. Perfect. So then, uh, reports, and also they're testing today. They're actually doing legitimate yeah, tests. Yeah, uh, Mojo and Rawling. Uh, and apparently it's been such a fucking shit show that uh, at like 4 o'clock this afternoon Eastern time, there were still a slew of wrestlers and, and people um, s- stood in line around the corner at the Performance Center in the baking sun waiting to get so, their fucking test. like, the rapid test essentially they're doing doesn't take long to actually collect. Unless you're doing 300 fucking people. That takes a fucking while. Mm-hmm. Like, That's what they're doing. 
but, you know it was a last minute thing because they haven't been bothered to fucking try to test anything, even to a half-ass level until now. Yeah. And yeah. even the rapid test takes an hour to get back. So. But the but the part that I yeah. find completely immoral and disgusting is that they didn't bother to let any of their talent know that until it was broke on the internet. They leaked it to the, the source first, and that's how the wrestlers found out that someone had tested positive. And there's rumors in Indurendo that with the family and friends there, you couldn't wear masks. But yeah, then, then it's coming back and forth. It's coming back and forth that if you you can't wear a mask on screen, on air. Or if you're shown on television. But then it's coming out like, oh, we did all the CDC things of six feet and all this. Bullshit. You've watched Raw last night. That's full shit. Street Profits went in there and danced with everybody. So they said they did everything correctly. But it's iffy. Like Kevin Dunn went over the intercom and was like, hey, take your masks off. It sounds like the most Vince McMahon and Kevin Dunn thing ever to be like, take off your mask. It doesn't look good on our show. And, and so that's this. I brought this up before, but I wish somebody would like, no, fucking make me. I'm uh, doing it now. Wrestlers are pissed because oh, surprising that they're pissed, but they should be sure, that sure. they're pissed about the COVID breaking. The they're not finding out unless they read Twitter or social media, and now a lot of them I saw One are now are attempting to get the Roman the Roman Reigns of well, if Roman has time off. We want time off. Because oh, and by the way. At this moment, with all this news, doesn't everybody online who's talked shit and in that company, who's talked shit about Roman Reigns, oh, him, oh, I'm sorry, because he was fucking right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I shouldn't be there because I don't want to get exposed. And uh, everyone got exposed. He was goddamn fucking right to do what he did. Well, you oh. are a Roman Reigns stan. I am, but even if I wasn't. Well, yeah. Now, uh, how do you feel about him uh, uh, charging people $500 on Cameo? Hey, $500? I think he's going the... Uh, he's doing the Rey Mysterio. The Rey Mysterio Holy thing. shit. I don't want to do it, but if you're going to pay me, okay. I, you know, I don't want to do it, but if you throw that money out, fuck, he, happy birthday. Uh, he's had... He, I looked on his cameo. Yeah, he has like the big six. Dogs. I mean, it's fucking... So he has like six. I mean... That's 3000 bucks. That's Holy 3, shit. Just to yeah, say, just say name, happy birthday to somebody. My yeah. name's Joe. Happy so, birthday. I mean... Mazel tov. You know what I mean? Fuck yeah. But he's he's right. He was right from the get-go. You know, but hey, you know, 2020, man. Because he knew he had irresponsible uh, employers and irresponsible coworkers like the Miz who tried to come to work for WrestleMania sick during a pandemic because he w- didn't want to miss his match. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah, hate to see it, right? I, <sighs> it's almost too much to, to deal with. So let's deal with backlash. Oh, goody! With the yeah, greatest let's turn it into a positive wrestling yeah. match. Let's pick it up ever. So I don't. I to be honest, I don't want to break it down. I just want to break down one match. Jesus Christ! That's wow. fine. We can't. We have to do the whole thing. Okay. That's okay. Rude. Well, give me a five star match review, buddy. No, I'll tell you why. Okay. The reason I said Jesus Christ is because I listen to a lot of podcasts. Most of them do WWE reviews. Yep. There's like three other ones that do what we do, right? Yeah. All three of them. Nobody previewed or reviewed Backlash because nobody could be bothered. So I was like, no. And we, we're better than We God have to it. do it because then oh, we'll right. actually be the only one breaking it down. One, one of them, they usually do podcast and a website. Mm-hmm. Nobody, they have like nine different guys that watch and review things. Nobody watched Backlash. The first pay-per-view in eight years on that site that had no review. 
Jesus wow. Christ. All right, let's break it down. Corey, give us uh, the pre-show match. Was Apollo Cruz right? Oh wait, you want me to do? Yeah, it? hey, well, you're, you're doing oh, it. Hey, so you're here, fine. right? I was waiting, waiting for you, bud. Apollo Cruz defeated Andrade to retain uh, the title. Oh. Yeah, it says with. It was like a, it was like a shortened version of their raw match. It's kind of the greatest hits thing. It was fine. It was three stars. Um. Bailey and Sasha Banks d- defeated Alexa Cross, Alexa Cross, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross in the Iconics to retain the tag titles. It was perfectly fine, but my girl shouldn't have taken the pin again. Uh, yeah, facts. Especially from Bailey. Yeah, I mean Sasha. Sasha. I mean, Sasha. Bailey would have been fine. like fine. Two and a half. Uh, next up, the second longest match of the night. Uh, Sheamus defeated Jeff Hardy in almost seventeen minutes. And this got a lot of divisive, like. I'm way lower than a lot of people. Like, most people have this at, like, three and a half, three and three quarters. I went a flat two. It just went too long. It is, uh, it's, I'm just curious. Is part of that just, like, the the hangover from that for, that horrific storyline they're doing? Yeah. It could just, be, because like, it was bad. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, out, I'm out of it. So that's yeah. terrible. Uh, this is when I got home, and I caught the ending to this. And I can't believe the bad guy won in this. It's WWE. Sheamus is the baby face. He's the face, bro. (laughs) I keep forgetting that, guys. Yeah. This isn't like every other wrestling company in the world. (laughs) Move on there, little guy. Uh, Next up, we had Asuka defend her uh, Raw Women's Championship, defeating Nia Jax. Well, she didn't defeat her. It went to a double countout. Or double countout, yeah. Get your facts, bro. It's the same thing. Still the champion. It was... And still. It was eh. It was two stars. Two star special. Nia should not be there. She is sloppy, God, lazy, and doesn't give a fuck. These match times are, like, almost all identical. Right. Besides two. Uh, next up, Braun Strowman defeated uh, The Miz and John Morrison to retain mm. the Universal title in seven minutes and 20 seconds. I could care less. This is the shortest match. match of the night. This was god-awful. Having said that, it was exactly what it was supposed to be, though. And one of the only matches of the night that was exactly what it was supposed to be. Uh, but it was terrible. I gave it one and a half stars. And beautiful, just oh, Braun Strowman uh, special. They're teasing. Bra- they're now. They're starting the tease of the Miz and Morrison breakup. Looks you, like you can't have a team together for more than four months in WWE unless they're nah. Russos or the New Day. Uh, that was terrible. Braun's a shitty champion. Um, of course, ugh, it's terrible. Um, next up, we had Drew McIntyre uh, retaining the WWE Championship over Bobby Lashley. This was a good match. It was physical. It was hard fought. It was what I wanted from these two. It's what I got. Uh, not as good as their impact anniversary match from about three years ago, compare? but damn good nonetheless. I gave it three and a half. What made that uh, that impact match uh, different and better? I've never seen it. So. They just um, uh, it was more. They just booked differently. Like they, it was still phys- It was more physical. It was more impactful at its wrestlers control more of the in-ring action. I mean, yeah, they'll give them the high points of the ending and all that, but mm. it's like, you know, but then I go out and do your, do your thing, not do exactly what we want you to do because we micromanage everything in this fucking company. Um, I don't know how they're going to go back to live. I've heard reports that since everything is taped, they're just doing multiple takes if they don't like something. Like, they're getting into, like, critiquing director-type shit. Like, how are they going to go back to live? Yeah. Well, so that will be a uh, in ten years the hidden gems will be all the matches with different endings, <laughs> right? Can't. I mean that that brings up that I would the say pandemic the, time the, will be the on dark uh, editing the part. We'll bring it up a little later. Yeah. So but that a has half. a key 
point in the yeah, main event. It does. Uh, and then they had that. I don't even want to talk about that stupid cinematic bullshit farce that. What uh, the just, fuck? It's not even listed as a match. The, the, uh, Street not. Profits versus Viking oh, no, Raiders. Don't say versus. No, versus. Oh, no, wait, it was supposed to be, but then it became they brawl on the outside, and it became a cinematic movie, and then. A, what it became is the number one foolproof uh, point that uh, Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard are firmly in charge of Raw. Yep. All I needed to see was that. And I was like, yep. A lot mm-hmm. of Rush Hour uh, references. Um, but Akira Tazara and a bunch of ninjas. Remember the Viking prophets? Should have been called Street Raiders. It was terrible. It was terrible. It was terrible. Uh, yeah. uh, I, 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 uh, a uh, an, uh, a uh, lizard a animal in the uh, garbage can. Star Wars. So right. let's move on. I'm all for a little comedy in your wrestling. I'm not one of those that says, "Oh, you can never do anything goofy." Jim Cornette. Yeah. Well, don't no, worry. It's uh, fine. Don't worry. Big but, Show but showed there's up. There's fucking limits. Big Show. Uh, Big Show showed up on uh, Raw. Oh yeah, yeah, another sign. Another sign that Vince and Bruce are firmly in charge. <laughs> and uh, uh, Big Show is that back. big guy from WCW. Don't yeah. that big guy from WCW decide? Hey, since I'm Big Show and I'm here, uh, I should be commissioner. And hey, Street Profits and Viking Raiders, you should finally face each other next week. Oh goody. We'll find out. Ne- uh, next match. They uh, took Big Show to figure uh, The out. next match was the greatest wrestling match ever of Edge and Randy Orton. Randy Orton picking up the win. With a punt. And with the punt. Going 44-45. Woo! There are, okay. it, did, it did not feel like 44-45, by the way. Let me break down the good and the bad. I swear to God, I thought it was, I thought it was going to say 28 minutes. The no, bad. 44-45. Amplified audio. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, can, can I stop you for a second? Yeah. So no, that was cannot. a question of doing that for a while now since this COVID. Oh, they wanted to do it first week. They've been doing it since first week. And then other other sports have thought about it. Just hope they watched this and decided, nah, that's cool, man. Fucking just let it be, man. So remember, embrace they won't, it. Embrace it. Remember, they won't admit there's a fucking pandemic. They won't. Just... They, they, they say there's something going on outside, out in the Unfortunate world. Unfortunate circumstances yep. in the world dictate that we do everything from the performance center. Um, but we can't say what that is. How unfortunate. Um, so that, that was terrible and did not, it, it took away from it. Um, also the multiple takes thing makes it really hard for me to rate a match. Cause it's like, and that underneath camera, yeah. there's not, when is there ever going to be a camera there? However, and I struggle with this every time there's one of these cinematic kind of things, but I do go off. Okay. Enjoyment. I did enjoy it. And then this one in particular, I don't have too much of a problem. Because even if these guys did multiple takes for Kevin Dunn's happiness, these two are fucking trusted pros. They could have gone out and had a great match without mm. multiple takes. I'm not going to hold that against them. However, Kevin Dunn and Vince McMahon, fuck you. Edge tore his triceps on a fucking different take where they stopped the match. Probably had him, you know, they probably cooled down because they're, you know, five minutes or so not doing anything. And then, all right, let's try this again. And then, boom, tears his triceps. Um, so, fuck him for that. That's goddamn Yeah, Ed tears his tricep on, eight, uh, on the second te- take. Yep. Eight to nine months, probably. Yeah, Rumble, if, if he's extremely lucky. Rumble, yeah. And Cena, half Cena. We're talking probably after Mania. If, I mean, he's 46. He's, he's, he's probably, probably not going to come back. I mean, he shouldn't come back. So, uh, I don't know. He's said that three-year deal and... 
I mean, so those were the negatives. Yeah. The positives loved uh, the MSG mic drop down and Finkel doing their. That was, yeah, that was so cool. awesome, man. That very was cool. that was like goosebumps. That was. Who do cool. you think made that call? Orton or Edge? I don't, so? I don't think it was Vince. Because one that Vince, like, that feels like an Edge thing to it, me. Yeah, I, it's either or. Vince I think. isn't a nostalgic, and he can all he ever did was rib on Finkel, so he probably already didn't give a shit. He was gone. Uh, so that's that's a straight up Edge or Orton thing. It was awesome. Man. It was a nice touch. Um, they another positive for me is these two guys uh, went out and did one fucking hell of a job mm. in absolutely unfair, unrealistic uh, conditions. You spent a month labeling this is going to be the greatest wrestling match of all fucking time, and we made a lot, we made jokes about yes. it. Yes. They, tr- they, and the one thing we never stopped to think about is, these guys have to try to live up to that. And this was not their. F- they thought this was a rib when they first. Started. And they tried. Yeah, and they tried, and they did a damn good job. It wasn't the greatest match of all time, not even close, but it's fucking commendable as hell. And I was thoroughly entertained. I went four and a half. Mm-hmm. They worked it like a, uh, a Tokyo Dome main event. Yeah, if you pay attention to it, the flow and all that. They started spamming each other's finishers at the end, and then a real quick pin decisively. Mm-hmm. This was worked like a Wrestle Kingdom main event. They took I I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Which would shock me that that was an Edge Randy Orton was, call because I've heard those two talk about like uh, Omega Okada matches. Yeah. I was gonna say that was definitely those two setting like up the there's match. there uh, and Vince there, has no idea so why good. they did that. There was no, a yeah. spot in the ring, and I, and I told you guys when we were watching it that Edge goes for the roll up. And Edge, you no, can backslide. See, backslide. Backslide. backslide, and you can see him tr- kicking his feet up, trying to put all the momentum on Randy's shoulders, so he doesn't work. And he go- and I remember the Edge and Christian podcast that he was talking to Omega, and he goes, "I really like the fact that you do that because of the fact that nobody else does it. And when you do a backslide, just like you, like, Ugh, there you are. There's no oomph to yeah, it. You're to not make kicking. Sh- you're not trying to. And uh, Edge, you're not fighting for it. It's just yeah. right there. Yeah." yeah. That's a that's a problem with wrestling all over but the place now. But then the better spot is when he was trying the backside and he Orton wouldn't go, so he kicked his leg. Yeah, and, and you know, and database both... said you had never seen it before, yeah, nope. which is weird. <laughs> yeah, and I thought about it. I spent some more time. I'm like, have I seen it somewhere? And I yeah. tried. I racked my brain. I don't think I have. That went right off the bat. I was like, God damn, that's genius! What a phenomenal <laughs> spot, right? The simplest things. Oh my god! It doesn't god, have to be a dude. 360 corkscrew yeah. into a reverse tombstone body Sweet slam. Sweet He's just like, bitch, <laughs> come over. You I, took his fucking leg my, out. My joke is that this match was missing trip. like nine super kicks. It did no, but it was so good. You though. could tell uh, we we were talking about it the whole time during the match. It's like you can tell moves they're taking from people. The the arm takedowns. It's that was ma- steamboat, steamboat and macho. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a Brett Owen, Brett Owen, suplex, suplex, three uh, amigos, the three, three amigos, amigos from Eddie and, and Rock Edge. Bottom, Eddie they, and Edge, ironically. Yeah, um, yeah the, and they were. It was so good. They stole moves from other matches to make it. Which awesome. I mean, which this days that's that's good. That's, that's, that's what you fun. can do. You can't invent new fucking moves all the time, and you don't want to see the same old, same old from them. You just want to tell a good story, and this did. I was thoroughly entertained, uh, entertained as people said. It was 44 minutes, and you didn't feel, didn't like, feel like it. Didn't feel like nope. it. Nope. Uh, I've had takeover matches that felt way longer. Than, you know, than we we part. had we we during the match. You know, it it was shitty because of the fact that the day of the pay per view reports are Edge tore his t- tricep, and it's just like, damn it, during the fucking match, really. 
And then we think we saw a win, but we don't know. It's the spot when he's going for the unprettier, and the, then he the drops his arms. He immediately drops his arm. And yeah, he, he was just coming. and he, You could see the pain on his face. Yeah, and, and then, like, uh, you know, five minutes later, he does the same thing. And it's just like, Jesus Christ, you we, know. God. He's a tough bastard. Tough bastard. I, it, what it, you know what it did is it made me really miss the, all the old school wrestling. Like I, it did. It, I was like, you know what? I touched a soft spot. It, no, it's it's just I, I'm not one of those out of touch guys. I like a lot of the new wrestling. I like the more athletic because people are more athletic and more gifted now. I get it. Things evolve, but it really made me realize how much I just prefer that style. If this was in front of a live crowd and there's no edits and it was as smooth as it looked, five stars, maybe yep. more. And I fucking love this new version of the Viper. To me, it's the he. It's the totally, it's the two thousand and nine ten Viper where the voices theme first came in. Mm. But he's tried to act like a reptile. We see it right now. He's doing it with the neck, and instead, it's it's finally like to me the perfect version of that character. He's mature and confident. He knows what he has to do, and he doesn't always like it, but he does it because he needs to. He's conflicted. He's it's like he's hearing the voices in his head for yeah. real. Uh, last night at the end of Raw was a perfect example after he punted Christian and then just got over him and said, I'm sorry, I didn't want to have to do that. But you made me. It was your fault. And he, got, he starts yelling at him. But then he, like, stops and gets close again. He's like, I didn't want to do it to Edge and I don't want to do it to you. We go back forever. And again, but, but it's your fault. You came back. It was, But it was done, like, it wasn't overacted. Like it was, so many it other guys was his it. other persona kicking in with the "it's your fault." He's like the guy and from then, Split, and he said the he said the perfect line that justified all of it. He's like, "But you came into this ring. This is my livelihood, and if I have to pick between me and you, I'm gonna win every time." But I didn't want to do it, and I was like, "God, this is so fucking good." The quarantine, and then, he's like, and then he makes sure that they're helping him with it, put the neck brace on, and he he's carefully moving the foot over because it was draped, which was great. Subtle part by Christian to have the leg overtwined. The little things. And Orton carefully fixes it for him. And he's directing them to get him the hell out of here and get him all the help he needs. It was so, so perfect. The quarantine era, we, I'm calling this, Randy Orton's like number one. Even on, in, both, in both companies. Who knew he'd be the best wrestler on the planet and the most woke superstar in the roster in 2020? Who thought that was coming? Uh, he got enough ass from Kim. <laughs> but yeah, it'll like, change everything. Randy, Randy's been on fire since all of this. That they're letting it, you know. He's. I saw something about how you know Drew is able to go and do unscripted promos. See how long that goes for. Uh, yeah, but that stops right about now. But I think Randy is one of the other ones who can. Now, oh yeah, oh, yeah. he's well, he's he's got carte blanche. He's especially now that Cena's gone. Who's left from that from that era? It's it's Orton. It's Orton, yeah. I mean, because Brock, you know, he can come and go whenever he fucking free. You know, he, he can just bolt and never be seen again, and Vince knows it. So the only guy he can count on is Orton from that era. No. Triple H don't work no more. Sean don't work. Batista's retired. That you, last era where they made... Taker or Kane. Where, you know, where they had momentum. Yeah, they're gone. So it's all Orton. <laughs> so uh, Backlash was... Eh. Eh. Not good, except for the match. It was almost as bad as the logo for Extreme Rule. <laughs> almost. Just throwing that out there. Almost as it's bad. It's not. It looks like WCW. <laughs> They're old purple and yellow. No, it looks like it looks like uh, ECW is living dangerously uh, 
color scheme and, and probably ads. Uh, so that's Russell Palooza. No. <laughs> God damn you. I'll be here all week. Thank you. Da, 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 all right. Da. Shall we move on to uh, our weekly segment? We call uh, <coughs> our own booking, our own fantasy booking. Um, I do believe uh, it's just booble this week because somebody here, AGW. I, mean, I did watch it. All gravy wrestling. Booble said he'd allow it. Is sus- now you're suspended for this week. You know why? Uh, I mean, I watched. It. I will put AGW on the line that uh, the wrong Missy is not at least two and a half stars or more in our ratings, and it was a what zero? But my, I believe like a but high I gave, But I gave it a four, so that could average out to about two and a half. You had like four of you, had, you had what two zeros and like? Um, I'm pretty sure it was like one one, one zero. I'm pretty sure it was one one zero. Or like a half star one and zero. One with four. Uh, I mean, on, in the middle, on, that's hey, exactly uh, two. So that would be... That's exactly two and a half in the middle. I have no dog in this race. I literally could I not think you guys else. are just scared of facing me, but that's fine. I'm looking forward to facing you next week. Bring it, bro. I don't give a fuck. Do, what you do, you have, do you have stuff? I have a card. All right, bring it then. All right. You're up. Do you <laughs> want right. me to go first? I'll go first. All right. Little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. That's L-I-double-T. <laughs> 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 the B Show. Love it. Episode 2. Should be the, the eh show. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of E-4-H's. Just Raven promos for an hour and a half. What about me? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Eeyore's your... You <laughs> should be your commentator. Eeyore? <laughs> There's a main event or something, I don't know. <laughs> Orange Cassidy and Eeyore. Orange Cassidy and Raven. The fucking commentary Jeez. team you never knew you needed. Jesus Christ. Uh, live from the Talking Stick Resort in Phoenix, Arizona. I like it. Stupid ass name for arena. I know, I hate it. <clears throat> the show opens with Jay White walking into the arena. He walks with purpose right towards the ring and his music hits as he walks through the curtain. Once in the ring, White begins by addressing Dustin Rhodes, who ran into his brother's aid last week. He calls him an over-the-hill, sexual deviant, stardust ripoff. <laughs> he says he's not the son of a son of a plumber. He's the son of a son of a bitch. A bloated, self-serving, blade-jobbing booker who only looked out for himself and those he called family. I love it. White yells in the mic for that natural piece of shit to get out here and fight him. <laughs> you okay, Corey? You're already choking Corey on your drink. Can't even get to the first segment. <laughs> we're we're, we're, we're just sounding you... like AGW on the first segment. <laughs> Dustin's music hits, and he comes down to the ring, jawing towards White as he does. He slides into the ring, and they come to blows, trading right hands. Eventually, White sends Dustin into the ropes, uh, ducks down, and Dustin hits the drop down uppercut. He sets up White in the corner, signaling it's time for his shattered dreams. As he sets up in the opposite corner, the masked individual in the full bodysuit raises up behind him on the outside of the ring and trips Dustin as he begins to run. White slides out of the ring and walks up the ramp, slapping his help on the back of the head, saying he's a fucking embarrassment. Oof. Ooh. All right. I mean, you start off hot. Here's some gimp action. All right, here we go. A little stiff on Dusty there, yeah. but uh, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
after the break, we see a promo showing an AAW tag title match at the pay-per-view in two weeks. Roman and Darby challenging AAW tag champs, the Young Bucks. Hell yeah. Hmm. It's time for the first match, an AW TV title match, Cody versus Brian Pillman Jr. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Pillman out first to a decent pop. Cody's out next to a thunderous ovation. With a live band? Never. No, no. <laughs> Joe took the thought right out of my head. They, they handshake once the bell rings, and the match begins with about two minutes of high-quality Shane wrestling. Both minutes in roll-ups, both get close two counts. Both men get to their feet, trade right hands, both hit the ropes, and a double clothesline takes them both out. As the ref begins his 10 count, Jay White saunters down to the ringside, holding a steel chair. He jumps up on the apron, and immediately the ref sees him and tells him to get down and go back to the back. Cody, Cody slowly gets to his feet, sees White, runs over and punches him, knocking him off the apron. Angry... White jumps to his feet and begins smashing the chair against the ring post. As Cody laughs at this, Pillman gets into position and rolls him up fine for the one, two, Cody kicks out. Pillman can't believe it. White can't believe it. <laughs> Suddenly, Dustin runs out and attacks White from behind as the crowd explodes. Dustin and White brawl up the ramp and backstage, the ref following up the ramp until the two disappear from behind the curtain. Back in the ring, Cody has Pillman in position for crossroads, he hits it in covers, but no ref in the ring to make the count. Suddenly, as Cody is yelling at the ref to get back in the ring, that mysterious masked individual slides into the ring and hits Cody in the head with a chair. He drags Pillman on top as the ref slides back in and counts the one, two, three, your winner and new AAW TV champ, Brian Pillman Jr. All right, all right. Snap. All right, all right. After Who the... is this human condom? No, don't worry about that. <laughs> Who is this Trojan extra long? <laughs> Dude. What? Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Is your condom man running wild? <laughs> I'm gonna... Condom mania running wild. At least now I know the shade of the, uh, the, the, the outfit. It's not too dark, brother. <laughs> it's clear. Condom mania, dude. After the break, Randy Myers makes his way to the ring, Ooh. stopping to kiss a few lucky fans along the way. Fuck yes. Once inside the ring, he grabs the mic and says, kissing is sexy... But the only thing sexier than a kiss is consent. <laughs> I knew that yeah, was coming. With that, the crowd begins a no means no chant. He no says that although he lost to Scott Steiner at the pay-per-view, he was glad to meet the big bad booty daddy. He says he hopes to holler once again, but not because he heard him, but because he felt him. That's a good one. But tonight, he wants to walk on the wild side. Tonight, he wants to get down and dirty. Tonight, he wants to feel all grimy. Tonight, he wants, no, he needs Cameron Grimes. I like That's it. good. That's wow, really wow. good. Damn. Grimes' music hits as he comes out on stage looking bewildered at this strange individual in the ring. I he, can totally see that. He climbs into the ring and slowly circles the ravenous one as Myers bites his bottom lip while quivering with anticipation. Grimes slowly walks up behind Myers, Myers grinning from ear to ear, and out of nowhere, hits a deadlift German suplex that bridges him into the pin for one, two, three. <laughs> Grimes stands, looks pitifully at the body below him, and slowly leaves the ring. Heartbroken, Myers reaches out to the exiting Grimes as we go to break. Wow. Poor Randy. 
<laughs> after the break. You have to rename your show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, poor after Randy. The break. Got it. Welcome bit, to Poor Randy. It's a little bit above average. This is not the B show. Yeah. Uh, a promo aired announcing a woman's title match in two weeks at the next pay-per-view. Champion Rhea Ripley defends against Shayna Baszler. Hey, question. What? Will you have a fatal four-way like we just saw in the Monday Night War stories? Never in my life. All right. <laughs> Our main event is up next. Jurassic Express versus Roman Reigns and Darby Allin, a.k.a. Big Darby. Who went in from play with Nicole Bass? Big <laughs> Darby. Big Darby. That's right. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the Young Bucks come out before the match, hop the guardrail, and take two seats in the front row. Oh. Jurassic Express is out first, followed by Reigns and Darby. Darby and Jungle Boy started out with a high-paced spot fest for the first few minutes. After reversing an attempted backbreaker into a head scissors, Darby tries a coffin drop, but Jungle Boy gets the knees up and covers for the two. He tags in Luchasaurus, who begins to slam Darby all around the ring, eventually throwing him to the outside. He lands at the feet of the Young Bucks, who begin to give fake support. Roman, Ro- Roman runs over and gets in the face of Matt and Nick, and they argue back and forth until Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus both do suicide dives onto Roman and Darby, sending them spilling over the barricade into the Young Bucks. They throw Darby back into the ring and get a two count. The big guy tags back in Jungle Boy, who immediately hits a moonsault off the top for a two. He then attempts to throw Darby into the corner where Luchasaurus has his boot on the top turnbuckle, Darby reverses, sending Jungle Boy into the boot. Darby crawls slowly towards his corner to make the tag to Roman. He does, and the crowd explodes. Superman punch to Luchasaurus. Superman punch to Jungle Boy. As Luchasaurus staggers to his feet, Roman hits a huge spear. He tags in Darby, who hits a coffin drop and covers for the 1-2-3. After the match, Roman grabs the mic and says that he and Darby will be the next AAW tag champs after the pay-per-view in two weeks. The camera pans to the Bucks, who look at each other and run into the ring. They go face-to-face with Roman and Darby as the show goes off the air. God damn. That was a good yeah, show. Yeah, dude. That's, That's great good shit. stuff. <laughs> a little up. bit above average. You have to up my game next week. <laughs> God damn it. I like Jay White's promo. <laughs> no, dude. I like Randy, Randy's the, the promo. The entire thing was, it was so good. Was yeah. good. Like, I really like Jay White's promo. I like the, the what's going on with the Rose and the condom dude. And I, really, <laughs> I like the I just have to call the condom dude. And I really liked uh, Randy's promo. Holy shit! God damn, brother. I hope you're coming correct, son. I'll try. I mean, I'm starting. Uh, I told you, month. I'm. This is gonna take a while to pay off to I, get to where I want it. The, the show better start with a cold open of of Samoa Joe. That's like. Breastfeeding off Charlotte Flair's big fake tit. No, no, no. <laughs> Who says I even have Charlotte Flair? No one even knows that. So we'll find out. Same. She's like a guest spot. All right. So we're on For Monday OC. Night Raw, week four. Live on Pornhub Premium Live. We're in the Pepsi Center in Denver, Colorado. There it is. Four- back, baby. 14,535 on hand. Dolph Ziggler, Sami Zayn on commentary. Uh, we opened with a video package showing all the gravy spilt last night at Gravy Mania and the careers that were forever changed. We cut to a photo pubbing Big E's championship live sex celebration. As Ziggler said, it won't be for the weak at heart. <laughs> but before anything else can be announced, Regulator hits and Ron Jeremy heads to the ring. We open with Ron Jeremy on the mic, puts over Gravy Mania saying it broke records and exceeded all projections and expectations. Uh, gravy janitors of all walks of life came to see the greatest live spectacle in entertainment. <laughs> He says AGW is easily on its way 
to being the alpha company in all of professional wrestling. Uh, but now we are on to the future. So tonight, we begin to set up the future. He announces tonight, Chad Gable and Johnny Gargano will face the War Raiders for the right to challenge the Grizzled Young Vets at the Backsplash in three weeks. <laughs> for the AGW Tag Team titles, Samoa Joe looks to bounce back from his loss last night as he takes on a pissed-off Cesaro. And a new AGW, and new AGW TV champion, Kevin Owens, will also be in action as he goes one-on-one against John Moxley. That means a promo. Suddenly, music hits, and Matt Hardy's name appears on the Titantron. Crowd pops and chants, holy shit. He gets in the ring and says, ah, yes, it is I, erotic Matt Hardy. (laughs) (laughs) And I have just signed, been signed to AGW. Kenneth Omega took his bags and Hangman Adam Page's load to that piss-on company, AAW. (laughs) So now the erotic one is here to come for the masses. Won't you all join me at the Hardy Compound? And we hit the lights and go to commercial. God damn it. Segment two, we're back from commercial. Oh, I can only imagine the lake of regeneration. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 you might be spoiling my plans. Uh, back from commercial with our first match of the, uh, the night as Johnny Gargano and Chad Gable uh, take on the War Raiders. Johnny and Chad come out to the ring in Chris, uh, to Chris Benoit's music, wearing rabid Wolverine tights, with Johnny pulling the lap bar machine in a little red wagon. <laughs> The match starts and the War Raiders look dominant. They throw, uh, <laughs> they throw Johnny around for most of the match and not letting him get a tag. He gets thrown to the outside and Ivar charges him for a big shoulder tackle, but Johnny moves and Ivar goes crashing into the lap bar machine, knocking it over and out of the wagon. A camera cuts to a pissed off Johnny with his eye twitching beginning to heat up like a teapot. Randomly, Chris Benoit music plays again for no reason and Johnny charges Ivar. He gives him a spear, and almost cutting him in half, and he begins shoot-fighting him. He busts him open with elbows and ground and pound. Uh, he, he pulls Ivar up and wraps the lap bar machine cord around his neck oh, as no. he foams at the mouth. <laughs> However, Chad Gable comes over and smacks Johnny and asks him what the fuck he's doing. Johnny seems to come back, too, and removes the cord. He then rolls Ivar back in the ring. As Gable fights Eric on the outside, Gargano locks in the Gargano escape as Ivar taps and your new number one contenders for the AGW tag titles, Chad Gable and Johnny Gargano. Well, that took a disturbing left turn. Next up, we have Kevin Owens versus John Moxley. KO comes out first to cut a promo. Corey. He says he promised he'd walk out of Gravy Mania TV champion, and that's exactly what he did. He said he'll defend the title every night if, he, if someone wants to step up and he's not going to rest until he finds the body of El Jefe and keeps the promise he made him and dunk these big Canadian balls right in that dead suck hole. <laughs> he, throws down the mic in, he throws down the mic and the crowd chants Big Balls Owens as Moxley comes out. The match starts and the guys go back and forth. Mox gets the upper hand in a couple two counts. Kevin, however, starts focusing on Moxley's back, uh, knowing he gave... Se- Samoa Joe a paradigm shift on, on the glass vials last night and it works. KO stands in the corner waiting for Mox to get up to hit a stunner but then Matt Hardy's music hits again and KO looks back confused. The distraction allows Mox to roll KO, KO up for the 1-2-3 and steal a win on the champion. Matt gets in the ring and, and sincerely apologizes to KO. He says he was only trying to help. He said he heard what happened and he said before the or he heard what he said before the match in his promo and just and he just so happens to be a fan of Nick Cage Wrestling, which is another piss-on promotion compared to AGW. He says he was watching their debut show last week, and he saw Wardlow loading El Jefe into his trunk and driving away. He tells Owens he feels like it's his quest and duty as the erotic one to help Owens secure his revenge. 
He says he has already used Cumguard 1 to find Wardlow's address. He sticks out his hand and Owen says, uh, sticks out his hand to Owen and says, let's go retrieve El Hefwe so we can give him his medicine. K.O. looks around and shakes Hardy's hand as Matt screams out, wonderful, as we go to break. Segment four, we're back with uh, Sam Wajo versus Cesaro. Both men are in a foul mood. Joe has 11 stitches over his eye uh, from the Gravy Room Brawl last night. The two go uh, at it, hitting each other with stiff shots and chops. Cesaro goes for the, sw- uh, the Cesaro swing, but Joe kicks Cesaro back into the corner, causing him to hit the ref and knocking him down. Cesaro comes back at Joe, but Joe hits a low blow. Um... And puts Cesaro in the coquina clutch. The ref comes to as Cesaro goes unconscious. The ref calls for the bell, but Joe won't let go. He finally lets go as he throws Cesaro's limp body and grabs a mic. He tells the crowd he's done with commentary and being Mr. Professional. He's back to choking people out. And if anybody's got a problem with that, they can choke on his big Samoan dick. And we go to commercial. Back from commercial, we have your, I guess, main event. Your live sex celebration. Yeah. We pan to the ring as we see a stack of pancakes as a bed with sticks of butter as a pillow and a Mrs. Buttersworth blanket. Big E and Mickey come out. Mickey is wearing only fishnets as E is only wearing the AGW title around his waist. They get in the ring and E grabs a mic. He says that he uh, had to roll up his schlong like a garden hose in order to get it behind the belt. He says last night he showed why he's the biggest, hardest, and most powerful man in all of AEW. He says he couldn't have done it without a sexy MILF Nikki or Mickey, not Nikki, Jesus. And he's so happy uh, she chose the dark side. He says <laughs> he says no one will ever take this title from him, and he has uh, decided to change his name. After his domination oh, no. last night, everyone can now to refer to him as Mr. Big Enormous. Uh, he says enough uh, about him. It's time to give the people what they want. So Pony by Genuine starts uh, playing as Mickey and E begin to make out. He throws her on the bed uh, as she begins. He throws her on the bed as she removes the AGW title and starts unraveling E's stubby shillelagh. (laughs) (laughs) They get under the covers as Mickey begins to ride E's shuttle straight to space. The crowd erupts of chants of "Hey, we want a cream pie!" As Mickey looks for, it looks like she's on the verge of ripping in half like a piece of notebook paper. Suddenly, Hangman, music, Hangman Page music hits and the crowd loses its fucking mind. He, gr- he comes galloping on, on a giant black horse and athless, assless leather chaps as the crowd chants cowboy shit. Hangman pulls a mic out of the saddlebag and tells E he was about to throw up backstage. He says Mickey is way too hot to be with, uh, to be with someone as ugly as E. He says, plus, Big E, you may have a pony, but Hangman's hung like a full-blown horse. E screams from the ring as the crowd erupts, erupts in laughter and ch- uh, chants of Big Dick Page rain down. E, uh, he says E has a lot of confidence for someone who hasn't even defended the title. He says if he's a real man, he'll accept ch- his challenge and put the AGW title on the line to get, uh, against him at Backsplash. The crowd pops and E paces in frustration. He says Hangman's on and it's going to be the biggest regret of his career. Hangman says that Backsplash is taking the AGW title, but tonight he's taking E's girl as he grabs a lasso off the horse and lassos Mickey around the waist from the ramp. He pulls Mickey through the ropes, drags her to the top of the ramp. E gets out of the ring and tries to chase after her, but a horse runs down from the ramp and Meal kicks E right in the chest, sending him to the apron. Hangman picks Mickey up as she screams no. Uh, he looks around and the crowd begins to cheer. Hangman then rips off her fishnet top and begins to motorboat her as the crowd chants, you sick fuck, as Ra goes off the air. 
so, so Hangman Page and Randy Myers have different ideas. Yeah. So what I would have done. Oh, we're gonna critique that. Um, yeah, I, go ahead. Hangman should have came down, and it's like, well, joined in and joined in. Yeah. DP. I yeah. thought we about that. DP. But it's just, I told you I got like I got like eight to twelve weeks planned. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Especially in that. Uh, that Johnny Gargano storyline is going to go somewhere. <laughs> no one's going to expect it to go. God damn it. Like, good. Both good. I'm going to have to fight. Oh, and next, next week? I already have next week's main event already planned out. I've so. already, I got to fight that, plus I got to follow. So you got to go show. against something insane. And when that pays off and what's going to happen from that, I think it's going to be the biggest pop and What sucks is that so next far. week is a setup show for me. It's one of those where I got some storylines of brewing, but they but they haven't reached the show where they all come yeah. up, and then the show after that's the one where everything pops off. So yep. fuck me, <laughs> fuck me, right? Fuck me, right? <laughs> but since I did it in three weeks, so that way Joe didn't have to go up against another pay per view. I would have loved to. I, w- I would this not time Booba will be going up against. Backsplash. I would not lie. I wish I would have because I would have destroyed your pay per view. Up against Backsplash. I would have destroyed your pay per view. My go home show. Yeah, this will be his go. See, that'll be good. That'll be a good uh, setup. Well, I would love to destroy your pay per view again, but hey, I mean, let's move on, shall we? So the only thing you destroyed. All right, Uranus got it. <laughs> what? My Whoa! <laughs> wow! Stop giving away my booking with a big kiss. <laughs> All right, <laughs> a big hug. <laughs> a big Happy kiss. birthday! <laughs> Shout out to Angel Garza. Shout out Angel Garza, man. F- friend of the pod. We friend can of say. the pod. And star of PDX And remember wrestling. one thing. That's right. Hey, Latino. <laughs> All right. All right. What's next, Joe? I'm like, I didn't know the rest of that, so I I'm uh, the Latino in the... Casa, baby. I will say that the crew surprised producers in with a cameo from Angel Garza. And it threw me off for, <laughs> for a good hour or two. For, for a loop. For a good couple days. Yeah. Still, He's still not up. Still going. <laughs> but I did get a weird text from this morning, but I, I just rolled uh, over. Yeah. It was like 3.30. <laughs> yeah. I was up. He was working out on the lap bar. Something <laughs> about the dogs are on the side of the apartment. I was like, okay. Cool. I drank a bang and I was You don't up. even have dogs. <laughs> yeah. He bought them for yeah. this case. Yeah. When, when, you, when you see like two huskies... <laughs> you know, something's up. It's like, for some reason, lately he's bought a lot of workout equipment and a couple dogs. <laughs> da, 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 da. I don't know what's going on. What's that knife? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, uh, that's my uh, gutting knife. Yeah. Yeah. He also went to Kohl's. For I fish. I need a new pillows. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got pillows from that guy that like, who was the... Uh... I got pillows for days, guys. Yeah, I, I do, actually. Nick Cage is actually my murder weapon. <laughs> I, I, I get the I get those pillows by that guy that sells them infomercials that looks like he's holding a dead child in his hand. No, no. Seriously. <laughs> I made that because you look at him, he's holding it, and like the pillow so like lit. <laughs> I want to sleep on that. <laughs> Next time, you know what's great about this is Joe thought he needed to explain it. <laughs> Next time you see it, you're gonna you're, you're gonna go, yeah, I, I, I see it now. I just imagine, what do I do with this? Thing? That's how he's holding. He's holding it like a dead child. He's like, what uh, happened? Samoa Joe has an idea what to do with it. Yeah, chuck yeah. that. Chuck that. Chuck that. that never seen Tim Lincecum come and Samoa Joe combined. <laughs> Heaters. As I said earlier in the show, by earlier I mean very beginning. This is episode two hundred. We've done, we've done two hundred episodes of the No Well, you've done two hundred. Yeah, I've done. I've done. I've probably done one hundred and ninety-five. I've done like twenty-five. I've missed. I've done like fifty. You missed only a couple. I've missed a couple No Cells. No. 
Still, I'm not gonna yeah. rub it in. But you and me are without a doubt the Iron Horses. Yes, it was the it was the greatest two man power trip for a while. It, it was, was. Uh, two hundred episodes. Uh, fun fact: uh, we started the Monday Night War stories first. Yeah, and I think that always kind of bothered Ricky a little bit. Oh, yes, because originally, full disclosure, it's way back in like 2011. Yes, that No Cell Entertainment. Started yeah, in the No Cell podcast started yeah with just Ricky, Joe, and Jeff. Yep, and as probably the only other person besides those three and Zen that listened to every one of those, um, didn't last terribly long. It so what so what happened was like we started in twenty like twenty ten twenty eleven. It's twenty eleven twenty eleven, and I'll be honest. I believe I was the one that came up with the name. I'm just gonna throw that one out. So hey, I'm in. Of course you did. Fuck you. Fuck them. They're not here to defend. So, yes, it. so yes, I was. I I was the I mean, one that came Zen up with the name. Technically, is here to kill us. I uh, <laughs> we, it, us. I remember us talking like we need a name, and then I was like, well, how about no so? So, uh, we started the podcast, and that lasted maybe like a month. The issue was, uh, we didn't have the right equipment. We were at first we like got headsets, and then we got like a mix a. Mixed table, like all that stuff, like equipment. And, but the thing was, we were always missing one thing. It was like, okay, we didn't have the plug in to the table, but we didn't have the plug, or we had the plug in all that, but we didn't have the plug in to the laptop. And then if we had the plug in, we didn't have the equipment. The, uh, were you always together? Yes. So that's the thing that threw me off because we, we sounded far apart. Yeah. Right? Well, two people would sound great. And then one person would always it's, sound like they're like somewhere so far, we start, far away. So that here's what so here's what happened. So we got the mics, we got headsets and stuff that had like the speaker, like you see gamers on Twitch yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But then we had the headsets on, and then all of a sudden we realized the MacBook that we were using, it was Ricky's, we were, it was picking up the mic from the, the computer, computer. And the computer was dead center and all like on the table in front of us. However, how far we're sitting apart right now? That's how far we sat. Yeah. And we have far better equipment now. Yeah, we do. And that's how the show started. And then it went maybe about a month or so, but it's just some people's schedules started getting mixed, like changing and stuff. Like, hey, you want to do the show? Oh, I can't. Hey, you want to do the show? Oh, I can't. And then it became, I guess we're not doing the show. And then me and Corey. And Jeff would always fast go, hey. forward like three and a half years later. Yeah, we're like, yeah, you know, it'd be cool. We should just start the show, like start a show. And then we thought of the Monday Night War stories. Well, hold on. Uh, first, it was in the summer of 2015. Um, I had just started a different job, mm-hmm. and we started hanging out a little again after you know we, when we had time. And eventually, it was like, yeah, we should try to maybe do that podcast thing again. So we had what I like to call the the practice tapes. We did like two or three podcasts that have never seen the light of day, um, and Ricky was Those always on the network. The hidden gems. <laughs> and Ricky, Ricky was getting ready to have the first kid, I believe. Yes, he was. Uh, so he was, you know, he was busy, understandably so. So it was always the three of us, Jeff, Joe, and myself, uh, who had time to do it. So we we did like a raw one where we just talked about wrestling, and then we reviewed Money in the Bank 2011. Um, and I still think that's one of the best things we've ever done. Um, and it's weird; it's the only time, arguably, where I'm the host. Like, I'm the one that breaks down everything and then shoot to them to talk about what they thought. And so... But then nothing happened. Nothing that happened. That. And then it, the laziness of us, like, yeah. hey, like every, every pay-per-view, hey, we should do a podcast. Hey, we should, we should. <laughs> and then one day I was like, we're fucking doing one. 
So I got a snowball mic. And we put it when we I had a MacBook and we plugged the snowball in and that's how we started the first we did our damnedest to wait for Ricky. We did. We, we really did. We waited. We, we waited hard, long, and it's just like, and hey, can you, can you do it? Oh, I can't. Hey, does and this work? No. And that's when I came up with I'm like, man, we, were, we need to do this. So instead of doing no sell, because we wanted to wait for Ricky. Yeah. It was like, well, let's try something else. And then after thinking about us, I came up with the Monday Night War stories. Because at first we thought of maybe doing the uh, TNA. TNA one, Total Nonstop Agony. <laughs> That's what it was going to be called. Still, Total still in the works. That's amazing. Still in the works. You know, once the yeah. war stories, who knows? Yeah. Trademarked. Yeah. Uh, so we we thought about told nonstop, and then Corey thought, hey, what do we do the war stories? And then we started the war stories. It dawned on me. Nobody's ever done a podcast about the Monday Night Wars. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? So we started that, and that went for a while, and then we were like, hey, let's do a freaking current day wrestling. Yeah. And then also... And we were like, finally, I got, well, what happened was, you know, Ricky's son was born. Yep. And then after a while, he could at least join us by, uh, by Skype. Yep. While we were here, he would just Skype in. So that's so why we were able to start it. That's why those early shows, if Ricky's a part, it's faint. It's faint because of the fact that we had the snowball mic. So after a few years, I finally got the focus right and all this, all this, all this equipment that we have now. And Jeff was the host. Because he had the radio voice. And then Ricky, when he could be live, said, fuck that and took over for hosting. Uh, Ricky, for... I still don't know to this day why he took over. Like, I get it, but I don't at the same time. <laughs> uh, he flat out said, he can do I'm better. better than you, Jeff. I'm taking back over because he was the host of the first incarnation. Yes. Um, so he's like, I'm taking back over. And Jeff was like, eh, whatever. You, yeah. know, you want to do that? Go, go for Jeff it. Jeff was like, fine. That <laughs> takes, that takes. Because uh, he had to do the heat. Because so he was the host. Because right. he was host for the Monday Night War stories, which took a lot of time for him. Because he would write down every goddamn note. Yes. So, like, Jeff, to his credit, did, like, more prep work for the Monday Night War stories than, like, me and Joe combined. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and it, I, one, and that's, like, one of my favorite asides from this whole thing is that even though No Cell is... The baby that technically Monday Night War Stories is the, the flagship. Yeah. Always my favorite little, like, haha, the little dig. The little <laughs> dig. Like, yeah, yeah. Which one's the one that counts? <laughs> so we then it became four. Yeah. For a while. And we had to suffer through. Uh, that was an adjustment. It was an adjustment. And then uh, I got suspended for a month. <laughs> You did. Uh, you did. did he actually? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you came back as Joe. Like they no, were just, no, he didn't. No, no they I remember. Dasheen. Dasheen the clown. Yeah. Dasheen Cornette. Yeah. God damn. God damn. Dude, my voice <laughs> was yeah. fucking dead was and rasped. There was a Vince one, I believe, a week. Yeah, he tried. And I was like Dash a luchador. McMahon. Dash McMahon. Ha ha, pow. And I think I was like a luchador. Yep. But like the, the Cornette one. My vo- I got a sore throat because I, for an hour and a half, <laughs> goddamn motherfucker, <laughs> shit, I didn't like that show at all. It was awesome. Uh, that was during the uh, the height of the household versus the, uh, what were we called, me and Ricky? The, uh, uh, God damn it. It was like the, f- it was something corporate, like we, we were like. <laughs> We were the company. I should know. They were the I, household. I, I forgot what you were. Yeah. But I, know, I just know you and your, uh, wow, you and Jeff were like uh, the <laughs> Glenwood. The Glenwood recycling crew. Yeah. And Je- the revival Glenwood. before the. <laughs> <laughs> so here it is. It was a random spot at the staff. We were. 
<laughs> Local reference. <laughs> at, the, at the shoot, back in the day, we all worked at the shoot together. I came in later than the rest of them, but we were all there. I think Ricky was gone by the time I got there, but everyone else was still yep, there. Yep. And there was a, a, a buddy of theirs, his name was Stryker, good, cool dude. And Joe and Strecker were the totally dudes. We're totally dudes. Tag team, totally dudes. Uh, we have a uh, 300 year relationship. <laughs> so we always bring like, hey, remember that time you were arrested in 87? <laughs> Hell yeah, I do. Totally dudes. Totally dudes. Totally dudes. And we decided they needed yeah. some competition in the form of tag teams. <laughs> so to go from the. An- so myself and my cousin are both big, hairy dudes. That's, you know, it's. Okay. I'm in. Talkie. Right? So like so we were like the Andersons. So the Minnesota wrecking crew. So I'm like, we need something local around here. So we became the Glenwood recycling crew. I like it. And we would just feed with totally dudes. Yep. Uh so we had the Hyatt four, and then Jeff decided to move on to Japan. But rumor has it the uh helicopter crashed. Yeah. Over the sea, <laughs> there were no survivors. Why would they take a helicopter? Don't worry about it, son. If you watch Mash, you know. If you watch your Mash, you would know what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> and then it became what? the three. It's a show called Mash. Yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah. Then it became three. three. And to his credit, Ricky jumped in on the Monday Night War stories. He did. And then begrudgingly, begrudgingly, <laughs> oh. but he did without question, begrudgingly. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then, I don't think he thought you and me could do two person. I don't think he did either. Little did he know. Little did he know. Uh, Rick lasted a couple months, but then personal issues came in play, and then he took a leave of absence. And he's administrative now. He does. Uh, well, I'm trying to be nice, but he doesn't do anything. He doesn't do shit. <laughs> but I'm trying to paint a good picture for the folks. He's at part home. of the championship committee. He's backstage now. Yeah, uh, he's, he's in the a, Hall of Fame. Catering. Catering. He's an stuck agent. in catering. Yeah, he's stuck Wait in catering. Creative. <laughs> he yeah. was furloughed. Creative has it worked for him. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, he works furloughed because he he, uh, he said that he would do more website things and more... Uh, <laughs> still waiting on that. Still waiting on anything from that. Still waiting. Uh, so then became the two-man power trip, me and Corey, for we every good. show. We did good. We did good. We had a nice little rhythm. Could took a couple episodes, but I thought we worked out. And and to be honest, I thought that's just how it was going to be from here on out. Me too. Because it didn't look like Ricky was going to come back to the the podcast part. Yep. And we knew Jeff wasn't coming back. Yeah. So it was like, oh. unless we Skype with Jeff, like at nine p.m. It would be really hard. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would like to do it once. One time. Yeah. Jeff, you hear us? Yeah. Dude, it'd be a rough uh, time frame, but we can do it. Come yeah. compete with uh, all gravy wrestling. No. And then the uh, living legend joined us. I know the little bitch. Little bit first. Oh, little bitch! I had a run oh, in I for about a that. few months. Oh yeah, he did run in. Then he left. He and was then... the sixth man. And in fact, and you know, and then you, I had to be repackaged. You little son of a bitch. We had a, a good uh, repartee going, and then you just fucking bolted. Yeah, I didn't bolt. I was being repackaged, <laughs> and still are. And then the living legend. Yeah, then Google the living legend, us. the sixth man. Who, by the way, I mean, like, if we're gonna be honest, has been with us since day one. Anyway, yeah, yeah. the only fucking in person who's listened to everything we've done. So. It worked out. Yeah. Everything. And now we have a good crew. We have, I think we've settled in. We're doing some of our best work. I think so. I think it's, it's easily the best work. Um, I was going to think like, well, which, which incarnation of everything was the best, but the, all of them brought something different and unique. Yeah. And I really, I couldn't pick a, an era over. You really can't. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, same. You but I, it's easy to say that though. Cause you and me are the only two constants. Yeah. We can do because we're in all areas, so fucking they're all great. Yeah, they're all great. It's true. But, yeah. But yeah, it's been a fun ride. Uh, Before you move on, Joe. Yes. So I was actually going to do something like this at the end of the show, but I'll just do it now since okay. we're talking about it. So uh, I, 
the the story Corey told about the the beginnings of the podcast, I didn't know. Yeah, I, I know now, but I didn't know yeah. then. Uh, so Corey texted me in like January 2016. Said, "Hey, we're gonna do a podcast." I was like, well, "That's that's fucking cool, man!" Like, what are you gonna do? I was like, "A rec- uh, like a weekly show." He's like, "Eventually," but we're, Ricky's dealing with like the 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 kid, so we're trying to wait for Ricky to kind of kind of get through that part of it. But we're gonna do uh, the Monday Night War stories. We're gonna go week to week and review Nitro and Raw. And I was like, "Well, that's fucking badass. I love that shit. That's gonna sound awesome." I was working at a different job at the time. <laughs> Nothing happened for a while. I was working overnights. <laughs> and uh, and out of the blue, Corey's like, hey, we recorded our first podcast. I want you to listen to it. And uh, the first podcast was actually two weeks because the first week Nitro was pretty was unopposed. So you guys did Nitro, and then the you did uh, the next week yep. on the same show. You did the first week where they were head-to-head. And you know what? That bothers me to this day still. Yeah. I, I, I hate it. Yeah. I wish we would have just done <laughs> the introductory and then the nitro. If there's one episode <laughs> I could take back, it would be the first one. <laughs> and it bothers me to this yeah. day. So I had like an hour long drive home. And so I listened to it on the way home. And I got home at, I don't know, 9.30 in the morning or something. And I texted Cora. I was like, hey, bro, I just listened to that podcast. And it's fucking amazing. And I followed it up before he even responded. I was like, I want to be very clear about this. You are one of my best friends. I'm going to start crying in a second. <laughs> You're one of my best friends. I support everything you do. I'm going to listen to it regardless, even if it's bad. But I'm telling you objectively, it's fucking amazing. That's true. He did. The format was so easy to follow. Um, the show flowed really well. Jeff really was phenomenal as a host. I mean, I, we like, fuck with Jeff a lot. We, with, I, I had yeah. like a you know shtick here. I was fucking with him offline, but Jeff was really awesome at that. Um, you could tell the way he prepared, the way the the show. There was so much information, and then I loved how he would like. That's the kind of the part I was looking forward to the most because even at the time, Joe, you almost didn't say a whole lot. I didn't. I you know didn't. I didn't. Uh, it was so rough to bring him out. Jeff would. Would talk for <clears throat> a long time, and then <laughs> I can't be all nice, Jeff. And then Corey would jump in with like these like random fucking nuggets of information that I doubt the wrestlers fucking know. And uh, it's really you, what what held the show together uh, for a long time. And then when the no sell kind of started, um, Ricky on Skype was weird at first. I got used to it, but when everybody got in the room. Um, I, I enjoyed that show as well. I f- one of the things I find funniest about that is you guys didn't really start talking about New Japan until after Jeff left, oh. which is <laughs> hilarious. Because he, he kept, every week he would bring it up, he'd be like, eh, we don't have time yeah, for that. That we was the running on. gag. It's like the uh, <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel of Matt Damon. Sorry, Matt Damon, next week. Yeah. <laughs> every time Jeff would start talking about New Japan, we're like, nope, sorry, uh, we ran out of time. We don't know what your Yoshi <laughs> Super Mario guy is. <laughs> and then See you next week. At some point, you guys actually like, Jumped into it for whatever reason, and then like Wrestle Kingdom, uh, Ricky got super into it. 
And I know Corey was already a fan, but like we were text- we were tweeting last night about to each yeah, other. It was up, yeah. I saw that. It was hilarious, man. And then I was like, well, of course he's in Japan, and now they're talking about it. He's just not part of the show, which I find hilarious. That to is me. that is one of the funnier. That's, the one, like, oh, that's yeah. one of the jabs jabs yeah. at. I'm like, hey, we're talking about New Japan now. I know wrestlers. Fuck you, Jeff. We would like break down like yeah. intricately in the cards yeah. and just nowhere to be found. Yeah. Uh, Poor Jeff. Uh, if I could say one more thing, if I could be serious for a minute. Um, I just want to say that uh, 200 episodes is fucking awesome. You two have been here from the beginning. Um, Hats off, yeah. gentlemen. I, uh, for, for anybody that listens, I'll speak for them. Uh, we thank you guys so much. It is so entertaining. And I implore you guys... Even if you're just, it's weird and it's perverse, listen to the WrestleMania 32 episode. God damn it. I knew it. It's, son uh, of a bitch. It might be my favorite episode <laughs> just because damn. of how we were dead, destroyed the room was. Yeah. I remember, like, hey, let's talk about it. I don't want And to. it was like, I mean, there was points where, like, for 40 minutes, Corey didn't say anything. I didn't say anything for the first 40 minutes. It was fucking. Oh, Corey's here, by the way. It was weird, but. It's perversely so fun to listen to. Yeah. But I do want to give a shout out to uh, to Jeff Mack, Voice of a Generation. I'm so happy um, that you're doing something that you love. We miss you here. Yeah, fuck you for but, that. But, um, yeah. you know, I'm glad. <laughs> and Ricky. Uh, Ricky, man. Uh, it would be cool to podcast with you one day. So maybe it would be cool if you, could, like, if you did a run in one day. That'd be cool. I He... Yes, you know, Rick, Rick's one of those guys, man. He like he's like I'm getting back into wrestling. Good old. Jay and then that's one week. Uh, and the last thing I want to say, uh, like a gigantic fucking shout out to producers. In God it, damn it, he took my thing. Like the behind the scenes shit that she does to make sure this show and this website run we- is insane. And uh, I think we all agree that. This wouldn't work without her. I mean, full disclosure, what we do out here is like the small part. Yeah. She's yeah. she's easily the heart and soul of this entire fucking thing. And the backbone. Yeah. And, like, and everything. I, 100%. Like, it's like I try so hard to help her out as much as possible with uploading anything mm-hmm. I can. And it's just like, no, I got it. And like, it's literally like 45 minutes to, to upload a podcast because then she has to look. Mm-hmm. So here's what's shitty. Or what the not our website, but the shitty part about owning a website is that you have to upload it on the website mm-hmm. through laptop mm-hmm. and then the mobile. Ugh. So you have so when Corey blasts five <laughs> reviews a week, she has to do it ten times because she has to do it for two per show. Damn. I feel bad about that sometimes, but then I just want to reiterate that. <laughs> some weeks I'm the only one pumping content onto that fucking website. Yeah, so, I, I, I have I have some ideas. I, weekly, my own. I pump out content weekly. That's <laughs> not for the kind of thing. content. But see what I pump out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys. Yeah, yeah thank you. Here's awesome. the 200 more. 200 more, baby. Oh, easily. If I was yeah, she's riddle, making new photos, new that, logos. We're not, me and Joe aren't going anywhere. Yeah, we got nothing better. We to got do. a good crew here. Yeah. Let's keep the yeah, well, let's, and Devin's here. So yeah, let's keep this crew together longer than the other ones have been able. Hey, Devin, when you get here. I don't know. Oh, okay. Hey, you're talking to uh, the owner and <laughs> the chief gravy mind behind all gravy wrestling, which I need to remind you oh, is loosely affiliated <laughs> to back in business <laughs> to PDX wrestling. wrestling. I just want you to remember that, okay? We have right. ties. Yeah. So, we have ties. Gravy ties. As the intro said for four and a half years.
we've been doing this little shtick here. So, we have made some bold statements, and then we have, you know, died on our sword. Oh, yeah. So, in the past four and a half years, what are some things that you said or done that you wish you didn't do? Again, <laughs> I go back to that first episode. Or, 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 or like suggestions. Business-wise, business like would have yeah. been, yeah. Well, I did that differently, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> Actually, no. So, no. I have one for me, too. So but I, also, I'll also, your question first. also picks of things you've done with the with like wrestling. wrestling decisions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, well, I have one for that. I, uh, it's actually something that I, so it's very much similar to Corey's, like, how he hates the first Monday Night War episode. I remember my first appearance on No Self Podcast. It was after a Royal Rumble, I think 2018. Yeah, it was in 2019. Right. Yeah. Uh, I had. Didn't we, say were, a lot. we were texting a lot. Cause I, so coming over, I wasn't nervous about it. That's what I was telling myself. But I think because I have zero problem public speaking. It doesn't bother me even a little bit. But for whatever reason, sitting in front of Mike, like I was just in my own head about it. And no, so it's a mind fuck the first couple times. I you had, I had a, a difference of opinion, I think, with Corey about AJ Cena's storyline. Mm-hmm. And so at one point, like I was just letting him set the show up. And just, like Jeff was setting the whatever. And he turned to me and was like, hey, I think you disagree with Corey. And I said some bullshit that didn't make any fucking sense at <laughs> all. <laughs> After the podcast, I made my point very clear and succinct, and it sounded awesome. But on the podcast, I said some fucking horseshit. And the three of them looked at me like, what the fuck? Who the fuck let this idiot here? <laughs> Even I think Ricky was like, who the fuck invited this guy? <laughs> I remember. Who, who, it who, was, do you, who do you to doubt El like, Boo? I felt <laughs> like a complete fucking moron when I left oh, here. I was like, was, what no. the fuck was that, dude? I mean, look at who. Yeah, here. I felt like that every time I leave here, man. Like, like, that's why he doesn't talk. Yeah, remember, you can't be a moron if you don't say. I anything. remember during the the, Get on the, the practice. No, think. <laughs> I remember during the practice podcasts. Uh, Joe was like, "Dude, you got to talk more," because uh, it's it's it can be kind of intimidating. You yeah, know? yeah it is when you get you now. It's it's like nothing. It's like whatever. Fucking. Yeah. But yeah, no, it could be a mind fuck. And uh, I have a question to Joe because I I you. think that's me. I think she has, but I don't remember. Has producer Zen ever appeared on the No Cell podcast? Um, a couple times. She uh, has a couple, only on like the reviews of like a Mania or the Rumble, and, and when you were munching on Jeff's package. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna say when Jeff sent shit. When Jeff sent us our, uh, his package, and uh, <laughs> you know, Cor- uh, Jeff uh, Ricky almost threw up. Well, I mean, it's a lot of package stick. Yeah. Well, I, 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 lo- I, that's one thing I like. Corey hates was, this joke, by the way. He fucking hates it so much. Uh, one of the things about the Jeff Package incident uh, <laughs> that he sent us like that's crazy. on YouTube is Jeff Package. He's freezing. <laughs> he sent, he sent, Jeff sent to us like fish, like fish sticks, but they're legitimately like little tiny fish like you use for but, like, bait. gummies, right? No, like they were fish. Oh, gross, dude. But they were Hard as a goddamn rock, and he's like, like Jess Package, yeah. Well, that's his cock. No, uh, <laughs> as everybody was munching on his package, the, fi- the fish got hard. Um, what is happening here? And he, <laughs> Jeff was like, How is that all the food? You know, he gave us a shit ton of Kit Kats, all this stuff, yeah. right? But the, the fish he gave us, he was like, They're supposed to be chewy. And I was like, in oh. no shape or form oh. were they chewing. Fuck, no, they weren't. Rick, t- Rick took a bite. He had to go into the 
sink in the kitchen because he was going to vomit. <laughs> and then amazing. after that, That's he was so after that he was like, "I'm done." So I, like, Corey, I stuck Corey, with it. But Corey I need, ate everything. But I needed a whole beer to yeah. get through that fish. Yeah, we we popped up like, paps, oh. and we're like, we're fucking gunning these down because the fish was Ooh. hard as a goddamn rock. Oh, they were bad. Gross, dude. Terrible. No salvation. If you want to see Jess package, it's on YouTube. Yeah, it's on uh, YouTube. Sometimes, but producers and has been on the no sell a few times, mm-hmm. but only a few. She likes to stay behind the scenes or on that's my pick or the queue. Or the queue. But uh, man, Ricky hates the queue. Right. That was God a, damn. That, okay, so like uh, I thought it would just stick at first, and I was like, it, I, so he fucking I. hates the queue. <laughs> we let's let's go behind the curtain. Like a lot. <laughs> we're, we're on the no, so let's go behind the curtain. Yeah. So two hundred episodes. It's the anniversary. anniversary. We'll go behind the curtain yeah. a bit. So like the first couple weeks, he makes like a a slightly snarky aside when it's time to talk about the queue. Yeah. I don't think anything of it. Him and Joe always busting each other's balls. Big deal. Yeah. Uh, but then the third week, it's a little stiff. And, and I think I shot back. I remember, no, I, you did. Week what four. You, what you did was you shot me a glare. Like, what the fuck was that? Oh, I shot you the glare on week three. <laughs> yeah. And then he did again on week four. And, and I was like, like, all right, you fucked hard, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it, like, for a couple weeks, it <laughs> almost. You know what he was being? No. <laughs> Joe, Joe's never For a couple going. weeks, it was pretty thick in here when it yeah. came time to that part of the show. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, after we got off, it was, like, eerily quiet. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck is happening here? And they were just, like, he would continue to, like, make little snarky asides about the queue and how it didn't matter and fuck the queue. And, and it was just like, yeah, okay. Like, I just really wanted, like, at that time, I just really wanted to go, like, well, bro, we're putting more input to this. You just show up for one show and... You don't tell us a damn thing of what we're talking about until you walk in that door with your uh, your food. That was the point where we did like the least uh, prep. Yeah, that when Ri- yeah. when Ricky was hosting, that was, he, he legitimately no, walk in and like, all right, what are we doing? No prep at all. No prep. Um, like we did four quarters our sports podcast for like a month. Literally walk in that door, yeah, and he just sit down like. All right, so we're talking like we're literally about to go live, and he's like, "All right, we're gonna talk about and uh, NBA, NFL, and like we'll drop each quarter and do a sport." But like, it would become like what the no cell used to be of like, "All right, we're talking about this one section." However, then it'd go on a twenty minute tangent about something, and else. then we'd finally come back around. Which is the best podcast? By which, the by the way, make the which, best by the way, there's that's the era with the with him and the cues. That's when I started doing the, the, the ending instead of Ricky. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm going to handle this part from here yeah, on Yeah, because Ricky, because yeah, uh, the ending with Rick was like a 30-minute ending. Uh, it would be a 30-minute ending and then a, like a really stiff pot shot about the queue. So I was like, you know, I'm going to shorten this up and take care. And yeah. I would I would continue. I would uh, jokingly call it the, what did I call it, the Vanity Project? Yeah, Passion Project. That's, the Passion the Project. Passion Project, because that's what Ricky Vanity liked. and Passion. Yeah, Vanity Project. And he was really stiff. I'm like, and then the Vanity Project, the queue. But man, yeah, no, that was a weird kind yeah. of weird time frame. It was but. a little stiff on the queue, huh? So things that you guys predicted in the four and a half years of with wrestling I that you got most wrong. of it because I know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> Boom. I hope I did this right. Boom. You can go first. Then. You can go first. All right, I'll go, go first. Yeah, go, bro. But I hope I did this right. You didn't. Well, no, no, you didn't. Fucked it up. So it's the last four and a half years that yeah. we've been on the air. Yeah. yeah. Uh, stuff that happened in wrestling yes. yeah. that we would change. Yes. yes. To make it better. Yes. yes. Okay. So I, d- I think I did right what then. we just explained. Okay. Yes. Just making sure I can explain it 
then and they can to, understand. And he, he, uh, the he, gravy janitors can then understand. He, he explain, explain in bro, bro language. Yeah, bro. bro. Yeah. So, like, the stuff that happened, we change it, right? Bro-nadian. Bro Got it. Yeah. It's fucking uh, all right. Uh, I would not do the Saudi deal. Ooh, yes. Yes. That wasn't even on my list. It's a fucking That's great a one. Great one. Uh, I would not do the Saudi deal. No just needed to that <laughs> because <laughs> it's just fucked up, and you don't need the money. Yeah, you haven't even got the money. And you almost got your wrestlers killed because of it. So yeah, that's that's fucking fair. Uh, I would not let Don't Chris Jericho one. walk yeah. and go to AEW. Ooh. I would let him. St- I would try to get him back because he was. He's a big reason oh, why AEW is so successful. He's a huge reason it got on TV. Um, what do you think the the breaking point for him was? Oh, he I, well, I've, I've heard some interviews of him just saying, just creative wise. No, he said himself it was going on second at WrestleMania thirty three, and, and then Vince hating and the then match. Vince hating the match. Yeah, he, he was, was like, like, we had the best storyline. That was him and Owens. He's yeah, like, he's, we had the best storyline going into that whole fucking mania. We put on mm-hmm. second, and then he just trashes us and doesn't yeah. give us a thought. And it was that. And said it was like, like one of the worst matches he's ever seen. Because yeah. the next year, that's when he went to Japan, right? Yeah. Was yeah. It no, he'd already year? been to Japan. Because he, he originally, did? Vince let him do the New Japan matches while still under contract. Yeah. And because then, oh, he had right. been such a loyal soldier. That's right. And it was like, you know, he didn't mind him working in Japan. But he couldn't work America for New Japan. Which, which, which is fair. Which Jericho's like, that's fine. That's, that's fair. fair. Um, but it was after that, he's like, no, my contract's running up and fuck it. You know, they're not going to. Okay. He's not going to continue to value me and what I do. For the longest time, you know, if you listen to this podcast, Jericho would be like. I'm never wrestling for another wrestling company in America unless it's Vince. And he meant it. And he meant yeah, it for the longest time until WrestleMania came up. And he was just like, fuck it. And then when he got the, I think it's the freedom. Just it remi- well, it reminds me of a, a story about Furnace and LaFon, of all people, from, <laughs> from All Japan Pro Wrestling in the 90s. Who, um, they, they said they'd never leave. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Giant Baba, who owned All Japan, was very... Very great, very uh, honest businessman, but apparently something happened where he didn't follow one thing he said. So they asked him when they left, they said, why did you leave? And they said, Bob's word wasn't good anymore. It's the same here. Craziness, man. McMahon didn't appreciate him. Time to bounce. And I think it's kind of, it's a reason why AEW, I don't think AEW, I mean, I think it would still be. Oh, he may. But it wouldn't be as big. As it is, or as popular. It, I don't even know if it would be. So we uh, because he's a huge, huge reason it's on TNT. We, yeah. uh, I think I brought it up a few episodes ago, but it's it's very similar to that TNA thing where if one person were to walk off of WWE and walk onto TNA when it had a shot of catching them, who would make a difference? And the only answer was John Cena. At this point, the only person who was probably Chris Jericho that would have made a difference because he carries cachet with him. Because you know what happened? You know why he's got cachet? Something happened sneaky in the last few years that, right under our noses. He went from being um, considered, geez, he's going to be one of the all-time greats. To is. To, to an be. all-time great. Yeah. Right before our eyes. And we mm-hmm. didn't even notice it, really. And then all of a sudden, we woke up one day and was like, no, he is a living legend in wrestling. He absolutely yeah. is. Yeah. So just to doth to steal your fucking <laughs> yeah. your new gimmick. <laughs> Which, by the way... Jericho, they did try to call Jericho the living legend yep. in 2002, and yes, Larry Zabisco sued the WWF. Yes, they did, because Larry Zabisco sucks. Uh, uh, so that's, an, that's one, uh, another thing. That's a good list. Uh, I would not have Kingston win at 35. Ooh. Ooh. I think Ooh. it was a bad title run. Oh, that no, that yeah. it was. It was. Uh, I think so, but, uh, so. all you did, the whole reason he won was to set up Lesnar winning in October. I mean, I don't know if that was the plan to start, but that's all it led Ooh. to. That is a 
But what? Are, uh, so what's I the point? I don't know, man. Because I know the, point? the. I know the. I feel like it ruined Kofi. What is I he know now? No one story, even cares about the right, tag team. So division. I know the storyline afterwards sucked, but. That Melma had been building for a long time. The but build, they waited okay. so long to pull the trigger on it, half of the people didn't even care. I So, I, I, I would say this. I, I'm almost inclined to agree with that. I like that. However, it's it's also the fact of bad booking for on the WWE oh, side. It's all on them. It's it's all on them. them. Yeah, I agree it's with that. It's, it's like this. You have Kofi Kingston, right? All right. How to get him over as a champion. You put him up against the best. And... At the time, uh, no, yeah, exactly. Ziggler? No, <laughs> Shane McMahon. To be honest, we, I think we we agreed upon me and Corey, Randy Orton, because yeah. he's the biggest name you have in that company. Plus, they have history. Plus, they have history. fucking history. That match it is still fucking talked about. But let's do this: Ziggler, Joe, Samoa Joe, Kevin Owens. That's it. Oh, yeah. let's do all that to terrible. lose in seven seconds to Brock. And let's do that terrible storyline where Kevin Owens joins New Day for yeah, three for, weeks. We're like, oh, what? Yeah, like yeah. Uh, you know, they. they I think it was a waste him. of giving him the belt. Here's what they did. They well, first of all, you could have done something better. He wasn't even supposed to get it. It was supposed to be Ali. Yeah, yeah. But then he caught fire with the crowd. They were smart enough to realize he had reached that level. Yeah. And that match itself is fantastic. By the way, it's. On the short list of Daniel Bryan's greatest fucking yeah. matches of all time. He is so fucking masterful in that match. It's amazing. Not to downplay Kofi. He did his part and then some. But then after that, it went straight to shit. Uh, it's the booking. Just throwing pancakes to nobody. You know what happened, don't Now you? he is, yeah. Yeah, what happened was, to, and I hate to throw this out here, especially at this time in the world, but Vince decided good PR would be to have an African-American world champ, finally. And that's what they did. The only, and it, it was hollow, because as soon as he... Won the championship, which got them the notoriety. They did nothing with him until yep. he was fucking fed to Brock in seven seconds, which is all kinds of fucked up for a lot of political reasons when yeah. you look at what happened. But also didn't help is he didn't have to leave New Day, but as world champion, he shouldn't have been flinging pancakes out of his belt to the crowd. I didn't see Austin doing it. Yeah. He's throwing beers. <laughs> there's, a, there's, there's a certain level your world champ should be to. And they did not do that with him. Mm-hmm. Plus, let's be perfectly honest, it's not a popular feeling these days with wrestling fans and wrestlers alike, but not everyone should be world champion. No. I think that too many Me people... Too. Everybody runs. should aspire to be world champion, but not everybody should be. No, you don't... I don't believe in the gold watch I, token uh, title run. I actually never thought about it until you said it. But somebody like The Undertaker should have never been world champ. No, he didn't need Ever. it. Ever. He did not Ron need Sherman it. Braun Strowman doesn't need it. Yeah, that gimmick does not need a title. Nope. You paid to see The Undertaker. How do people pay to see Undertaker title matches at WrestleMania? Zero. Yeah. How do people pay to see Undertaker matches at WrestleMania? A lot of people. Yeah. Everybody. Towards um, the end. Like everybody, everybody was I would, like... St- I would still fucking pay. I've never seen Taker live. I would still fucking pay money to see Taker live. Me too. Uh, I've seen him... Knowing the match might blow. I still wouldn't care. 08, Mercy. No Mercy. He faced um, Mark Henry. Big Show. Big Show, yeah. And he got knocked out. I still see that interesting. And then... Uh, Live. I saw him at that one. At the that Raw, Raw, when he uh, he opens it with uh, Sean to uh, start the rematch for the next year. I still see it live, man. It, it, it's awesome. And then we saw him on SmackDown when he is stalking Kane and Paul Bear. All right. Uh, next, <laughs> next uh, I would not make NXT live on USA Network because I don't think it needed to be on. It kind of ruined it for me. 
Man, it's ruined. It's ru- it, it, I'll, I'll say this: the first couple of weeks were great. I think you should just good, suck it up and just let AEW be AEW. Yeah, just be better. The, it's not uh, that hard. I would, uh, for me, I would be no COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just that's what you change. Yeah. And then my last one. All um, five. This puts that. I would uh, have Bray win at Hell in a Cell because you would actually have an over person right now. Oh, I remember. Over Seth? I yeah, remember I w- the string of text messages I yeah, received. Yeah, I would have. Br- if Bray would have won, who knows what he could have been now? Yep. He would have been. Oh, he could have actually had a star. I've never seen Because he was the hottest thing they had in what? Five I it can't was even more, think. It, was, it, it, it built. It wasn't my thing, but it had built. It had built. And everybody was. was I was waiting. It. And everybody, all they wanted, if they would have just had him go in there for five minutes and squash him and win, it would have been white hot. Hmm? Nope. They're afraid to do it. And it ruined Bray Wyatt. Now we haven't seen him in a month. Yeah, he's back on Friday. He oh, had his baby. It. He had his baby. That guy needs second to baby. Pumping. Yeah, no, well, like seventh overall. Or second. Uh, yeah, but JoJo. Yeah, but pumping him out. That guy needs yeah. to just. Yeah, he. Why is Bray not on all gravy wrestling? I don't know. I might have to. Uh, he's got look the, in the free agent bracket. Yeah, he's got he's the, in there. The I, bank, think I think he might be. So those are my five things. Booble. So mine is I've talked about it a bunch. Uh, no wrestling without an audience. Just I wouldn't do it. And I've made points before, I'm not going to rehash everything, but I will say that TV companies and channels are not holding any other produced show to having content. They're like, yep, we can't film, we get it. Why the fuck is wrestling the only one? That literally does not make sense to me. It's a valid point. Uh, No, it's a valid point. I can tell you from AEW's stance, they're almost out of business if they're not on TV right now. Because it's literally the only thing they're making money on with no live events. And being a brand new company that isn't even a year old. Yeah. Um, so without TV, uh, they're it, done. Do you think if they drop under like a certain number for like multiple weeks, it, that could drastically hurt them? No. No? Because they they signed them through 2023 because oh, yeah, they're happy enough with what they're doing. But without the, but without making the money of putting the show on, they have no revenue coming in, so they're, they're, out, they're closed. No. WWE could easily not uh, do shows. They just oh they have tons of talent tons it, I mean tons of uh, content you can put but on. But they're ran by a crazy tyrant who doesn't believe in pandemics and yeah. flus and sneezing, so there's no need to stop Maybe the show. Because yeah. there's nothing really going on in the world right now. So there's that. Uh, next one. Um, Shane defeats Undertaker at WrestleMania. If you were just gonna have him be in charge anyways, why the fuck did Undertaker win? That's a, that's a solid point. I mean, I just wouldn't have had him in charge. Yep. yep. I mean, follow the the fucking gimmick. It's just yeah, it's dumb. Uh, number three, uh, I would have fired JBL after he caused Morrow's breakdown. Oh yes. Why the fuck does? I mean, I know why the fuck he still has a job. Bully culture is uh, okay. Jesus okay. Christ, dude, be a star, huh? Yep. Yeah. Be a fucking star, my nuts. Uh, number four. Uh, Taker retires for good after his match with Roman. Yep. He lays the shit in the I, ring. That, he doesn't, I thought about that he doesn't come the fuck back. Thought about that. He got a little dusty in this room. It did. It really did. What yes. a perfect fucking way. I mean, it wasn't the best ending, but what a second try to go out right. You know, I've gone back on that. I think it is the perfect ending. The the gunfighter, the old gunslinger, just yeah. doesn't have it anymore. And went down on his sword to mix metaphors. And, and the fucking... I think it works. Roman the next night. God damn it, dude. It's my yard now. Oh, my God. Fucking fantastic. Just feeding out of the palm of my hand. So I got one more uh, related to that, gentlemen. Roman wins the title at Mania after returning with leukemia, from leukemia. Oh, that absolutely should have happened. That should have happened. happened. Yeah. Like, Not why? Kofi. 
Yeah. Why did that not have fucking happen? Roman eat, win the eat. fucking belt. He's the big dog anyways. Have him win the belt. Uh, nope. Drew McIntyre. They should have... They should have. No, should have been instead of Kofi. They should have. Yeah. The thing is, with Roman, it's boo, 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 right? Because the crowd doesn't like him because he's the the chosen one by McMahon. And Which is bullshit. The fucking crowd chose Roman. They did. They did That's at first. Horseshit. At first. Fuck yeah. you, fans. You chose him. They gave him to you. Then you shit on it. Fuck you. So, at that point, when Roman returns from leukemia, <laughs> when Roman returns, all of us here are like, fucking put him in the title match. Not Drew. No. He's got to get back in ring shape. No, he doesn't. Bullshit. That's what they said. He has a Goldberg match, bro. Just spear, Superman punch, spear, fucking win the belt. No, that's what they said. Yeah, no, you're right. But bullshit. Just put him in. But although I will say that the first couple months he was back, the matches weren't their usual level. Yeah. So he did need to get into ring shape. But at the same time, it's not, like figured it it's out. not like those matches were bad enough that it didn't warrant they him being the man. Figured they would have figured Brock in ring shape. Yeah. You, you could have oh, saved him. He turns purple after two minutes. <laughs> you could have saved him in the Did triple threat match. See him at the Rumble? I don't think he could breathe for the last five entrants. Uh, for me, I agree with uh, a lot of the ones you've done. Uh, Taker should have retired after Roman just because he legitimately puts his fucking gear in the middle of the ring that they don't touch for... Vince should commit suicide. ...the next day. Until they finally get the, all the all the entire stage is complete, the ring is the last thing they touch, and then they finally move his stuff. I think they probably have it somewhere to uh, put it at a fan fest. Uh, I agree with uh, Mister uh, Little Bitch with the uh, Saudi. At least I'm a Mister now. Mrs. Little Bitch. Oh, all right. uh, <laughs> with the Saudi stuff because of the fact that we have to watch it on a th- or if some of us does and we do when we have to. Uh, watch the 11 a.m. showing, and then it's, you know... The greatest thing ever. The greatest thing ever as, you know, they bring the first one ever. They brought uh, J.R. and King over for the greatest Royal Rumble. And, hey, uh, hey, can we... uh, The Saudi Arabia uh, people want these people. They want Yoko. They want Warrior. Uh, I think they go on to the one that's like... Andre, how far behind are they on the TV? They want those three people to show up. So WWE compromise with like a Samoan guy that nobody heard of. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Also, um, you know, the I can't wait for Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov to defend the tag belts. The hostage situation that, you know, they're denying hardcore, but you know what happened. Hey, the Von Erichs are big in Saudi Arabia. Right. Rumor has it. All of them. Rumor has it. Ooh. Uh, what hey, else? Brody fans. I just wish these, uh, you know, I'll be honest, even though it's been only, we've only been filming for the past four and a half years, I just wish these past ten years were uh, memorable. <laughs> right? You can't remember a damn thing. Yeah, I tried to do a, sp- a sporkle today about that, about the last ten years, and it's, I got you know, like half right. <laughs> there's things of, we can remember stuff from 1992, 95, 96, 97, 2000, Three. I, think, I can go through about 2007 or 8. Corey can go up to 2008. And then it just falls And for the floor. past 12 years, it's like the same stuff every damn month. And we keep going back for change. And then, hey, you know one thing I wish they didn't do? Change. The Raw, when the McMahon family are in the Promise ring. Promise change. Yeah. Change is coming. And nothing happened. Troll. Uh, are you... Uh, that's a tough one. Okay, so... What do you got, Corey? Uh, going last on this one sucks. Because, like... I think we can all agree on the Saudi deal. 
Yeah. It's just disgusting. Um, I, uh, I think Roman should have absolutely got the belt mm-hmm. when he came back. Yep. That was the time. If you were ever going to legitimize him as the babyface good guy, that was the time. Um, I have a, an odd one. I'm a big fan of building up guys legitimately to draw money for you. Uh, so my thought process is on SmackDown after the draft, they were kicking it. Mm-hmm. Great TV, good pay-per-view matches, storylines made sense. Then they took the belt off AJ for Cena to tie Flair, then get Bray Wyatt's terrible title run, maggots in the ring, Randy Orton half-assing his title run because he knew he had to job to Jinder, then Jinder's terrible title reign that was mercifully killed uh, when they put it back on AJ in England. I think they just kept it on AJ the whole fucking time mm-hmm. and had like a... I would have been in like a year and a half, almost two-year title reign. Because it would have broke Punk's thing, so it they would have happy about that. It would have broke Punk's record... It would have kept the main events and storylines way better on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that... I'm not kidding, man. From from Wyatt through Mahal, that is some of the worst TV they've ever That's produced so in terms I, of the I, world title. Uh, one thing. I don't care. I, one thing, positive. I like the fact that they went live with the other show instead of doing mm-hmm. what they used to do. Tape SmackDown. Nobody on Tuesday. Cared. Yeah, nobody cared. But one thing they should have ever done, killed the brand split. Oh, yeah. Because of the fact that they were, SmackDown was better than Raw on all shows, on all pay-per-views. And then ratings went down a little bit, and then they got, oh, shit, we need to do something. I got it. Let's do the uh, brand, the brand, uh, uh, superstar, uh, like. Superstar shake-up. Shake-up? Uh, yeah, up to. It's up to five shaker, yeah. people could show up on the other show every Wild week. card rule. Uh, wild wild card. card. And then the first week, 17 guys showed up on Yeah, Rock I remember I had the big dog wild card <laughs> counter yeah. for a while like there. 17 people show up the first it's Friday like, night. Like, Jesus Christ. We could have three people. It's, it's, like, like, it's like the Usos and it's like Randy and like three other people show up in one like segment. 17 and like Raw got like eight. Yeah. Um, yeah. Honestly, my, my other big one is just... I'm not going to be like Ricky and I wish Vince would die. You know, he, he would always, like, I can't wait until Vince <laughs> dies. I don't necessarily want him to die. I just want change. him to die. I, I him to step change. away. I want him to step away. I don't know what it'll look like under Triple H and Steph if, if that would be successful. I don't know if some other person's lurking in power. I don't know. All I know is that what's happening right now with him and his cronies is no good and it's damaging the business. Uh, we're talking damaging, like, I'm looking long-term. Almost irreparable yeah. damage. This is going to be worse damage than, like, the mid-90s. Like, this is... I mean, especially if AEW doesn't succeed. Yeah. Then this, I mean, that, that industry is fucked for years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look how long it took after the Attitude Era bubble burst for anything major to happen. And yeah, the indies were looking good. There was a lot of young talent, but where can you find them? There's not. Defy is going to take over. There's not much talent like what in the indie show. There are like we know people from Defy and all that stuff, but they're not that many big names. You know, you have MLW now. You have uh, Impact still. You have. I'm a little worried about the indies. I mean, in one sense, you can always find. There's always new guys starting. You'll you'll find your diamonds in the rough. But it could be a few rough years on the indies until they learn their stripes, because like literally with the fact that there are. One, two, three. There are four major league companies in North America alone. Mm-hmm. 
and one of those has three brands. Yep. So you're looking at seven distinct one of rosters. Which is essentially indie major leagues. Yeah. So you're looking at seven distinct rosters of wrestlers. That's not even in North America. In Japan, no, dude. That's just like, North or America. Mexico. Yeah, or, or Mexico. Mexico. So you're talking about the 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 indies, which were so fucking overflowing with yeah. talent five six years ago, that it was almost an embarrassment of riches. Are so destitute, and that's why, ironically, now the death match, uh, and the funny haha like uh, Danhausen and Joey Ryan. That's why all that stuff is so big right now in the indies because all the actual workers are gone. Were signed to yeah. those companies, and that's what's left. So the companies have to kind of go with what they have, and what they have are deathmatch and comedy. So not good. I've got uh, a couple more small ones. If you sure. Would sure. indulge me? Sure. I'm going to indulge you. So I got a, a small negative one, real quick. Uh, I wish Cody didn't break that fucking throne. Just it, it wasn't needed. Move on, dude. Yeah. Like. Honestly, you won. Like, they said you couldn't. You proved you did. Just, you don't need it. I, the only way I get it, and I don't agree with it, but I get it, is that they're, they're, they're playing to their audience. And their audience is the disgruntled WWE fans mm-hmm. that have had enough, and they just they, they bolted. That's fair. So I get it. you got to play to them because that is your rabid fan base. Yeah. So, but, I, yeah, it's, it wasn't needed. Uh, I want to give you... Uh, I wish I'd thought about this before, but uh, a positive something I like somebody did. Um, I it was it's related to one earlier, but I love the fact that New Japan brought in Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. I had never seen a New Japan card, and I specifically watched that Wrestle Kingdom here till really early in the morning because Chris Jericho was on the card. I think, you know what? I think the fact that he did make such a difference for them in uh, North American subscriptions, and he did. He, huge. A huge amount. Huge difference. I think that's the moment he probably figured he could leave WWE. Makes sense. Like, when he found that, he moved, like, He moved the needle a little yeah, bit for New he Japan. he moved a lot. So it was like, oh, you know what? I can make a difference. I don't have to be sparkly jacket coming and every once in a while. I wonder, because uh, it didn't happen right away, but I wonder if, like, Omega realized that. It was like, was talking, hey, we should probably think about talking to Jericho. Wouldn't be surprised. About getting him on this, because he made a fucking difference. Yep. He was the linchpin. Uh, the, the elite were the ones who got it going here right. tonight, but Jericho was the linchpin. Without mm-hmm. him, I don't think you get on TNT. I don't think so. And then without him, you don't get Moxley. No. Because You're... without Jericho being there, I'm like, okay, let's... This... I don't know if you know, do you get the Revival either? No. Nope. Without without you get Lee? <laughs> Maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, you might maybe. And one more, I was real quick. I uh, something I miss from No Cell Entertainment. Oh, is the Marty Jannetty update? Never. <laughs> I'm not. I miss the DDT updates. I they t- were fucking phenomenal. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about, Devin? No, I wasn't. Oh, that. the my DDT God, Iron Hardcore Heavyweight. I think Ricky just title. read the Wikipedia, right? Yeah, uh, or Jeff did first, oh, but then Ricky was, went to it. Yeah. So, so DDT, explain what this is, Corey. DDT is a Japanese promotion <laughs> that uh, oh. doesn't take things too seriously. You know what? They would be the sister promotion to All Gravy Wrestling. Okay. 100%. Their their hardcore titles defended twenty four seven has been for years. Uh, once held three different times by a ladder. Yep. 
Yep, an actual ladder. <laughs> and a blow-up doll. And a blow-up doll. Uh, who beat Koto Ibushi for it. Is this the one that the the, the girl squirts ringside? No, or? no that's no, just a porn. No. That's a, some porn company. But, uh... Well... Yeah, but no. What no. am I? Yeah, <laughs> I know you are, but what am I? But uh, they do. Uh, some dudes like Chicken Nugget won the hardcore title once because yep. he was laying down after a match eating nuggets and fell asleep with it on his chest. And the ref walks by and he's like, "Huh?" <laughs> 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 um, it is phenomenal. There's like YouTube compilations of how these yeah. people like lost. But Joey Ryan went over there and kind of became a thing, right? Yeah, uh, okay. and he won the title and brought it back to America and then spent the better part of two months. Filming with his phone vignettes of him and all of his wrestler buddies trading the belt back and forth. We're talking for a roll of toilet paper. Yeah, yeah. He would. I need. A, yeah, you need that toilet paper, huh? Give me that hardcore belt. Oh my god! <laughs> a trophy yeah. won it in December of 2019. Yeah. Yep. Trophy ladder. The ladder has successful title offenses, by the way. I'm it, looking it up right now. It's so phenomenal. I'm telling you, like I, I might was, have to steal some ideas. I uh, was dying. They, uh, oh my god. There's dude. been two tile changes in June of thir- uh, June 13th. Are you sure so, I'm not in Japan? Bookings? And it, that was a uh, champion for, uh, 1,480 and one, champion 1,481. Yep, we've had 1,400 champions. <laughs> I'm trying to see if I can. <laughs> All right, I'll, can a, cha- I, I'll, a chair's two-time I'll start champion. Doing this. So, LaParka's champion. Like the last week is what they yeah, did. Yeah, LaParka. Joey Ryan filmed a thing once where Candice LeRae, his former tag team partner, calls him on the phone while she's baking cupcakes and wishes him luck with that belt because she's going to get it. And he's like, yeah, right. So he goes to bed with the belt next to him, falls asleep, and in the, in the dream, his Muppet figure loses the belt to her Muppet figure. Then he wakes up, the belt's gone, and she calls him, and she's got the belt. <laughs> what a, the hell? And that was a title change. It's phenomenal. Uh, MJF has been champion. Leo Rush has been champion. Jimmy Floyd's been champion. Uh, I think Ciampa rolled him up at a fucking Walt Disney World. I think he did. <laughs> oh, my so God. Good, dude. The I'm Invisible so Man's been champion. The Invisible Man. Shayna Baszler, Eddie <laughs> Kingston, uh, Joey Ron- the Sandman, <laughs> Swoggle, Brandy Rhodes. It's so good, dude. What the hell? I'm going <laughs> to look this up. Uh, but yeah, this like this is like up your alley, dude. This is, this is right yeah. at my. I do remember those DDT heavy metal think, heavy heavy metal uh, championship. I think we may need an AGW hardcore title, porncore title, porncore champ. I'll, I'll see the triple I X. I told title. you, I got ideas that'll stretch out the for a triple while, X so. championship. And I'm just gonna give one more favorite memory, and I my progress is getting very long. That's fine. My favorite thing in the last four and a half years on No Cell Entertainment. Page in the package. Dun dun. That riff you guys did. <laughs> it was about ten minutes. I swear to you, I almost crashed my car. I was laughing. I, I literally dun, dun. pulled over to the side of the road on the freeway because I was laughing so hard. My that uh Oh my god. So there was a thing in the Monday Night War oh stories. Oh my god. You can listen to here at NoSellentainment.com. Oh. Uh, like the NWO when they first started facing off against Luger and Sting. Sting. Oh. And they, Luger and Sting chase the NWO. They steal a cop car. They steal hey, a cop car. Hey, buddy. That's not what happened. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so Joe's they, like they, defending the they, fact they, that Sting chase, stole a cop car. They chase them, right? And like the NWO get in a limo and then drive away. And Sting and Luger's like, 
What do we do? And Luger goes, Oh, I'm still this cop car. <laughs> and he takes a brick and throws it through the window. And he steals the cop car. <laughs> so for the longest time, Jeff's like, That's Grand Theft Auto. I'm like, What are you talking about? He's just taking a friendly stroll because he has a friend he has. Yeah, there was a fire. Yeah. There was a fire that he, his <laughs> sheen should have uh, was going to wash and away. Like six months later, when DDP was becoming a thing and Sting was in the rafters, somehow we came back to it and it became Paige in the package. As two uh, detectives, like Law and Order, and Sting was like their de- 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 command commandant, and he would just like stand behind the thing and point the the bat, and they would know they have to go find these killers. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing! Dun dun. It's it's like a ten minute riff when they come up with the show, and it's oh my god, that, is it amazing? Uh, yeah, Jeff would like always try and defend it, but we would always make something different. Up. He would always try to steer us back to oh. yeah. That was the other thing. Fun. So, did you listen from day one? No. no. I listened to 32. So. Because I've heard it's the most famous one of These two, Paulie, Joe and Corey, were constantly derailing the podcast. And Jeff being like, can we get back on track? Yeah. Which is funny, because now me and Devin do that, and Joe was like, can we fucking yeah. get yeah. on track, please? Yeah. How times change. Oh my God, it is the best. I let it go for a little bit, but once we hit 10 minutes, I'm like, all right, guys. My favorite. Renegade jokes. My favorite. <laughs> My favorite memories of the podcast tend to be when me and Joe just go into business for ourselves. Oh, yeah. We hijack the show. Whether it's Ricky or, jo- or Jeff, then we get so pissed. They got so we mad. Just be like, the, the, the renegade, the but first renegade guys, episode almost caused Jeff to leave. Because so the, you, you, he hates like the making fun of Benoit and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 And so you guys always so we would him, do that So we would go that way. Yeah. So like there was a wrestler, Ford. the renegade, who committed suicide. And then like... From the time I found out he committed suicide till Jeff left. And then the renegade would always show up. I'm like, oh, look at that shotgun of him. Yeah, he oh shot himself in the head with a shotgun. <laughs> we brought it back the, the week he died. Yeah. Oh, we, my we God. We mentioned it. So literally at one point, so Jeff took, I mean, notes. <laughs> yeah. Copious amounts of notes, right? Renegade literally lost a match by taking a heat seeker to the face. The move was called a heat seeker. <laughs> <laughs> he had to read it. He was like, renegade. It took Joe jumped took on that so hit. fucking quick. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, would have been up for it last time. <laughs> oh my god, it's the best. I jumped on that hard and he's just like, God fuck it. Like, that was like the only time he almost left the he almost, he almost stopped. Left. He, he almost he, got up. He and legitimately left. got pissed. Oh my god. She fucking so pissed good. him off. He's man. like, he, he took a heat heat wave, heat seeker. I'm like, about the last time. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. You know what? Fuck it. Turn oh, it off. Oh yeah. my god, he, dude. He, he, How funny would it have been if he just like the podcast just stopped after him like screaming? I almost like, did. This. I'm done. He, you know what? He was Fuck about you to guys. Walk. Turn it off. He was legitimately <laughs> about to walk. So my, I have two you favorites guys. that go above that. Yeah. Oh shit. One. <laughs> I decided to troll these guys one day. Actually, three. Oh. Much of the first Hell one. Hell yeah. Okay. It's from May. Story time with Uncle Corey. May '96 is the time frame. Ooh. Yep. And I was watching I Nitro and got ready for the to the review, and I got here and I didn't say anything. But finally, Joe's like, "I'm like, did you see the beginning of Nitro?" He's like, "The greatest fucking thing I ever seen." And so it's where they start the show, 
and Giant and Loch Ness are beating the shit out of each other in the aisleway. And Lex Luger's music hits for the, to start the show. Oh, I love it. And he walks out to the end of the entranceway where the Giant and Loch Ness are fighting about two feet from him and just starts doing his pose with the pyro going he, off. He shrugs it off. He's like, he all right, pose. He's all posed and he's all fighting right around him. And then he just walks to the ring. So, like, we started talking about it, and I turned on YouTube and started Luger's music <laughs> and cracked Joe up. But that's still my favorite opening to a show ever. Oh, yeah. It's like, is he just fucking, he's posing. He's like, oh, these two guys are like, there's like 900 pounds of humanity <laughs> fighting in front of him. And he's like flexing for the cameras. <laughs> he could care less. But that's my amazing. two favorite th- memories of the show. Uh, so, Joe used to have a shit ton of couches. Yep. I had three. Just an yep. embarrassment of couches. Yep, my three. <laughs> and uh, working on a third couches. one, guys. No, one of them, couches is weird. I was over here. Yeah. Jeff was. Uh, Joe was in the middle. Yep. And Joe, Joe uh, Jeff was over there. Yep. And we started the No Cell podcast. Beautiful. And when they came to introduce me, it was the first time on air that I was like, "Well, oh, well, yes, dude, well." And the they didn't know I was going to do this. I recited one of his more famous ones. Yeah. And they both fucking lost it. Yeah. Uh, they were both, while I'm still finishing the reciting it, they're both leaning over the edge of the couches away from the mics. I have a pillow in my face. In my, <laughs> I'm trying not to He's laugh. He's got a pillow over his face. Jeff is almost on the face on the floor laughing. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I'm almost done. Someone needs to get back up on top. But I loved it. I love breaking the guys. If I can break them, I, I've I, uh, that's my goal. But yeah. you know, I didn't watch ECW, so I didn't know that <laughs> yeah, was a me thing either. until later. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck <laughs> just happened?" And then, uh, <sighs> much like Paige in the package, there was an episode of Nitro that, for some reason, I love me, how and, it's always Nitro. <laughs> me and Joe started that's... riffing on Ming and Muda's abortion clinic. <laughs> I was here for that. <laughs> Where the great Muda would mist onto the area, and then Ming would go on the Tongan death grip and pull that. It started when we were watching. Was that the AEW show from Madison? Somebody did the mist. (laughs) No. (laughs) Whatever it was that brought it on. Yeah. But yeah. Ming and Muda's abortion. Oh my God. We went like 10 minutes on it. And whoever, I remember, I and Jeff was gone. It yeah, was Rick. Ricky, it was Rick. He was getting even uncomfortable. Yep. And it was like, we just kept ripping. Rick. Holy <laughs> fuck, dude. <laughs> Come on down to Ming's abortions. Yeah, Muda's the, uh, no the anesthesia. Yeah. Muda's anesthesia with the yeah. mist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's Good. my favorite Matt, memory. That's been uh, fun. Yeah. It's been fun. Shit. More to come. Oh, yeah. So let's wrap this show down because it's been fun. It has been 200 of them. 200, you know, more uh, more abortion jokes. Who knows? We'll find out more on any of our lovely, lovely shows that you can find at nocellentertainment.com. Want me to Ricky this one and take a half hour? Oh, yeah, go ahead. We've already uh, spent no. two you hours. You can't shit on the so, queue. It's not there yeah. anymore. <laughs> so we have the written words. Like, that's my opinion by Mike Boole. That's me. The database. Where I uh, rate and review pay-per-views. Sometimes uh, while we're recording. While we're recording. <laughs> that was impressive. I told you that right now. I saw it and I was like, that motherfucker. <laughs> I, we, did, we filmed the war stories and we watched 94 King of the Ring. And then 
after you guys left, yeah. I was like, I, I refreshed my Facebook, and it's like, Corey's <laughs> update on the. I'm like, that motherfucker was doing it during the show! Yep. <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. Hilarious. Uh, one less to do. All right. Yeah. Uh, and then when he decides <laughs> to gift us with his prose, we have the Dekai Sensei. With Jeff Mack. Well, and I, we would love to hear some We more would you. love to. I We do know you live in the apartment above that 7-Eleven with the Slurpee suck-up cup, you know, <laughs> yeah. suck-up. But come on, give us something. Surely you can give, write about something. Give me what I want. You know, even though he more is, Charlotte what, three Flair. months behind? That's not what I want. <laughs> yeah. He's three months in the future behind? I don't know. I don't know you Japan don't know time. time. And then we have podcasts, like this here monumental no-sell podcast. We have the Monday Night War Stories. The pay-per-view war stories. We just did Spring Stampede 99, a fun show. Mm-hmm. We have the Thundercast. That was not, not so fun. fun. Nope. The Retro Review Machine. Oh. Wrestlepalooza 97. Coming up. And then that Vanity Project. <laughs> That's my pick. There it is. <laughs> uh, oh. Wait. Hang oh, on. Yeah, 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 hang on. <laughs> Commissioner Corey, you're on mm. this week's episode. The fine product, the fine show that is—that's my pick. Uh, this week, <laughs> your commissioner. I got to pick, and we're going to be drafting our top sitcoms from 2000 through 2020. There's a lot of questions I cannot wait to Mama's ask you. Mama's family, fuck yeah, yeah baby! I Bring don't on even Mash, know if baby! I'm gonna come up with four. So you better. We'll find out. I'll you better have to squeeze them out. Nope, no one picks them. You have Hi, Carly. Yeah, no, I might have to be Drake and, and Josh. Probably, that's th- going to be one for sure. The, I the Thundermans. That. I don't know. Uh, Wizards of Waverly Place. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Go go to Nick. Nickelodeon. <laughs> Rats. Montana. Whew. I mean. So, I was just thinking about that. This week on That's My Pick. That's right. Corey's in charge. Yep. And that's... So Mama's in charge. <laughs> yeah, Mama. I will allow Mama's family. It's so good. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, we're, we're, we have a lot of questions for you on that when that draft comes. Unless, you know, Corey, you look love, lovely this week. That's and, right. uh. Corey, I have $25 for you. <laughs> I have 20 That's not, that's not bullshit around. $25.01. I, I just want this to be known. Twenty five oh one. Uh, I can absolutely be bought. Absolutely. I, I can absolutely <laughs> be bought. I am for sale. <laughs> I, I will have Devin suck your dick for Whoa. me. Whoa. All right. <laughs> I'll allow it. Thank you. <laughs> so, I, would, I would do commercials for Coke and Pepsi. If you I ever wanted your wiener to look like a racing stripe on a Mustang. Poke? I'm your guy. Or Kepsi. Yes. The answer is yes. So that's what we got coming up this week on NoCellEntertainment.com. Since he's looking at his phone, you can listen to us by Spotify or... Whoa, hang on. Um, no, no, no. Facebook, I, Instagram. No. MySpace. No. Times YouTube. No. no. LiveWire. No. AOL Napster. Instant Messenger. Podbean. No. First off, no. Here's the fun. I was you looking something to us, up. <laughs> we have a shit ton of stuff you can listen to. I was looking up to see... So we're at episode 200 for the no-sell. Yes. We're like at 184 for the more stories. <laughs> we, we took s- some time off. Yeah. I established this last time. It took like three and a half months yeah. to do like... <laughs> the, we we lost took some time. Three, yeah, we, we took... But it's crazy remember, to see that. We did lose two people yep. in a short amount of time. Yep. So that and was then, like two weeks off. Then, and then there was when, December of last year, which really fucked everyone. should yeah. have been an indicator of 2020. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. a lot of things happened to a lot of people here. Yeah. And yeah. we just didn't bother. We didn't have a chance. But we it, really should have looked it, at that. It, like, it blows. Because it, it's like 180 something for the war stories. We have 200 for this show. We have 79 
pay-per-view war stories. We're in the 50s. Yeah. How did that not... Oh, Why'd you guys... <laughs> Shut up. That's that's a... a... <laughs> no, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about no, the war stories. We're bringing that up now. Uh, that's another regret I have. <laughs> Somehow, with the three of us. So, we started the Monday Night War Stories with Nitro number one, right? Yeah. September 4th, 1995. Yeah. It never dawned on us to do the pay-per-view reviews until January 96. <laughs> They just included it on the war stories. We, just, uh, we would like talk very briefly, like, here's what happened. So, here on Nitro. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, yeah, that's one thing we fucked up on. We can go back to some retros on those. Yeah. Um, Hilarious. We have like 79 pay per views that we missed a couple, uh, 50 war stories. We have about six fourth, uh, uh, fourth quarters, I believe that was what it was called. Four we quarters. Four quarters, there you go. We have 160 cues. Q, no, but more because of the uh, uh, Avengers, Avengers, and all the other initiatives that we went through. We have like over five hundred podcasts combined. These superstar snapshots, yeah, were Dude. we have snapshots. We're we have good. ten counts. Yeah, they were very fun, but draining for me. Yeah, because it was an, almost an invitation for these two so, to hit record and then sit back for yeah. two. So here, uh, before we move on and before I oh, wrap I this up, oh, so we did the retro. We did a snapshot, right? But here's the thing. Every time we did the snapshot, something was wrong with me. I had a back issue. Like, I, if I, 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 oh, yeah. I'll go behind the curtain. Oh, God, yeah. I'm literally knees on the ground, arms in my chair. Pants on the ground. Pants trying to talk. Because I had a Looking ba- like a fool with no, pants on. No, I had a bad back Hat issue. <laughs> he had a terrible back yeah. issue. And, I can, and, I, and I'm like literally. There were some podcasts. Where I didn't understand why we were even doing it, he would be in so much fucking pain, and while I and I and that's why on some of the shows I would just vamp extra because he'd be over there knees on the ground, like tech over the chair, in so much fucking pain he couldn't do you, anything. You, you, you can make fun of that, but no, I was literally in pain. <laughs> I mean, I like I. He left it there. there we would sh- take like forty-five to an hour in between podcasts. Because he would just have to try to stretch or yeah. do something. It was brutal there yeah. for a while. Like the snapshot, there was a, a lot of times, and it blew my mind too. I'll give uh, the props for Corey. It'd be like Kevin Owens. And I'll be on like Kevin Owens wiki. Word for word <laughs> from the Wikipedia. And I'm dead serious. And I can't memorize stuff, so I didn't just look at the Wikipedia. He's yeah. dead. Like he's <laughs> just sitting down, arms crossed, word for word, the Wikipedia. I'm like, how the fuck? Are you? And then it's like, Oh, from 2009, this is what happened with Sami Zayn and uh, yeah. Owens. El Generico and Kevin Steen. Yeah, but... The one where I was in my own, though, was Regal. I didn't need to... Yeah. I could have yeah. done that in my sleep. But, like, yeah. But with the snapshot, <laughs> I know... Master class. <laughs> I know with the snapshot, those were the episodes... Those were fun. Those mm-hmm. the, the Remember the top tens? Oh, yeah. Dude. For our favorite wrestlers of all time? Yeah. Those were good. We can bring those back we'll here and there. The master class. Uh, but, yeah. No, I was literally... <laughs> I, for that time period with the snapshot... John Cena. I'm literally on my... I'm Little. literally in the, on the ground in pain. Number one? Being quiet. And then Corey and Jeff are talking. And then I'll get up for like a minute and splat whatever I have to say. And then I'm back on the ground. Uh, icing <laughs> heating in my pack. <laughs> I also Back remember, on my knees after I splat for a minute. Yeah. Huh? I also remember another of the snapshots. He had a ridiculous toothache. Yeah. Just a god-awful toothache. Uh, I had a root canal the next day. Not because uh, for a six-month time period, I had to have eight root canals. God damn. Woo! And one was by accident. What? 
What, you trip into a room? Uh, <laughs> well, just dent- walking with the paper, and it's just like, whoo. The dentist did the wrong tooth. Oh, that's fucked up. Did you have to pay for that? Uh, he, I paid for... Uh, what I paid? None of them I, after Because I wouldn't have paid for anything after that. I paid, like, for one root canal. But Good. he, But he <laughs> paid... He paid the doctor paid for the all the caps. Good twelve hundred dollars, fifteen. But but basically, this is how it went. This is how it went. I'm down for that twenty minutes. I'm down for like two hours. But they numbed me up so well that I fell asleep. Yeah. And then I sit up, and the doctor goes, "I never did that before." That's not a good. And I'm like, "That's the first thing you hear." Did what? Replaced your heart with a baked potato. Yeah, about three seconds. He, uh, huh? he, so he was supposed to do the second to last tooth I have on my bottom right, but he did the last one. And Oops. what the fuck am I supposed to say? But yeah, I've done. I've had back injuries. I've had a bad tooth, uh, teeth, all this stuff. But I made sure to fucking get it out. And your power through tonight, knowing that Angel Garza is yeah. in the other room. Yeah, I don't know and what. And he's giving her yeah. a big kiss and a big hug. I'll get you back, you bastard. She's gonna enjoy her birthday. <laughs> But for that being said, we have Twitters. We have Twitters. <laughs> <laughs> he threw me off the fucking guards. I just wanted to make sure nothing's happening in the other room. Uh, <laughs> first billing with Corey. It's that kayfabe guy. For that gravy janner. It's just Devin Dalwig. For name, the no living legend, Empty Booble. No for, gimmicks. For me, it's that Joe Lessel. It's just for the producer. It's producer Zan for No So Entertainment. It's No So E N T. Follow, like, subscribe, all that good stuff on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, iTunes, Instagram, sometimes YouTube, hopefully Spotify, and any other place you can listen to us. Uh, give us a like. Give us a follow. Give us a thumbs up. Thumbs down. Uh, thumb in the middle. Give us some gravy. Do whatever, whatever you gotta do. Do it. Give yeah. us a thumb wherever you want to put the thumb. Really. Yeah. Nice. Up your butt. Around the corner. Anywhere you want. Just do hey. it. Hey. And for the 200th episode, Corey must pose. A Latino in la casa, baby.